What's going on, everybody? On tap today, I got a guest who is not two, but Juan Damaris. This guy spent years in the Marines and the CHP, and he has opened up three barbershops called Primos in Winters, Vacaville, and Dixon. His most favorite is obviously being in Winters. And uh, recently, in the times of quarantine, Uncle Sam came knocking and said to close up shop. Well, Juan said, I'm Mr. Krabs, you, you ain't gonna stop me from making me money. So on this podcast, we, we get into that, uh, what, what, what it was like, what he went through. Uh, he, he's been on CNN, he's been on Fox, and now he's going to complete the media trifecta by coming on the Trial and Aaron podcast. So hope you guys enjoy it, and almost as much as you enjoy this, Primo's coffee that you can only get at Steady Eddie's in Winters. Back then. I know. All right, so we're rolling. Juan, thank you for having me. Chosen Juan. Oh, thank here, you, uh, Primos in Vacaville. Number Juan. Number Juan in everybody's hearts. Yeah. Um, let's go over your your resume a little bit. Just some military service in the Marines, some CHP action. Yeah, I was infantry in the Marine Corps, uh, security forces a little bit before that, stationed all over the place. And then uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps, joined um, the Highway Patrol. However, they froze out their academy. So I went over to the sheriff department, worked as a correctional officer for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then the CHP called me back and worked with them for about another 10 years. They knew you were coming, so they're like, we got, we can't let this guy yeah. in. we got to hold him off like, as long okay, as possible. We got, we got funding. Let's let's bring him back. One of my buddies is a correctional officer at uh, Solano County. Yeah, and he, he's got some stories. Oh, like some of the stuff and how to handle situations and the the. St- the like there's lingo there's there's pruno there, like, there's so much so calling it politics and everything that goes into just a county jail it's true um you know what however the county was probably the biggest blessing because it really teach it gives you like a base on how what to get ready for on the street i mean right you learn how to talk shit you learn how to you know it's just a it's a i think every law enforcement officer should do have to do at least one year and a county oh. level jail. Would that be a good like kind of preliminary? This is these are the types of people that you're going to be right. ad- I mean, identifying with. These I mean, are criminals. These, they're, they're the. Uh, it's a revolving door. If you go to the, if you work at the county jail, you're seeing the same guys over and over and over. Yeah. And and probably even more so now. I mean, look. I mean, there's no bail schedule. You, you, pretty much <sighs> everyone hates cops, and uh, it's just. It's too e- I mean, it's too easy to get out of jail. It's actually hard to put someone in jail nowadays. I know to get all the the good the healthcare and all the education and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They take care of you. My, my buddy said that uh, there's the revolving doors also true because it's easier for people to just that's their life. They know how they know that how the system works. They know they're pro- okay. They're programmed exactly. They're programmed. They're, I mean, I was a group home kid before that. I I grew up on Midway Road in a group home. Um, since the day I was 10, I ran away from there when I was 16. It lived on miscellaneous families here in Vacaville. Oh, wow. Rented rooms out and then I joined the Marine Corps. But I mean, all those guys that I, I was in the group home with, I literally seen them all in the county jail. Really? And these guys are the guys I grew up with. So, I mean, at some on some level, I believe everyone has a choice. You know, I could have been, I could, I'll, I'll tell you what, if I wasn't a good cop, I would have been a great bad guy. You think so? Yeah. Like so, it, it could have gone either to a, a few choice few choices right. in life you could have easily been looking at a buddy as the officer exactly. and you and Joe right and you know what I I owe I owe 90% of that to the Marine Corps I, I'll always love the Marine Corps for that you mm-hmm. know, they gave me the family they gave me the pride they gave me the discipline they uh, it was exactly what I needed and I, if I had to do it over again I would do it a thousand times over again how, how many years were you in the Marine Corps for uh, four, four years four years just did my regular four-year stint um, 
uh, did some time in the Middle East. I also did um, a couple pumps to Okinawa, you know, cold weather packages in Bridgeport. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I was gonna, third Battalion, 7th Marines. I was going to say, where was your uh, favorite place to for like R&R or just oh, you go, know or going the out best, traveling? The best place in the whole world that I've ever been stationed was Bahrain. Where's that? It's it's like a small island off the coast of Saudi Arabia. It's it's an, it's, its own kingdom, yeah. kingdom though. Has a king, a mirror. But um, it's That's the sick. Las Vegas of the Middle East. It's the only place in the Middle East you can drink. They have bars. There's a huge hub of um of like different air airlines. So you have like Dutch girls there, Russian girls really? there, Filipino girls there. Dimitri, like all these stewardesses from all over the world. That's like the, that's like a main hub. And then they go from there to the Middle East. It's a Marine's dream, like station a, over there. Good Lord. And and you know what? There's there's uh the Middle Eastern people there are really westernized. Mm-hmm. It's it's Bahrain's the place to be. Man. I thought it was if like, you want to go like Abu across, Dhabi. Uh, that's another place that's close. Um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Dubai, yeah. But um, I would say Bahrain's the most liberal, most Las Vegasy feeling. I mean, Saudi princes come over there just to just to have parties, and they're throwing down like oh. they're not throwing down like a couple thousand. Like no, our, they're our, buying the place. They're they're buying like you know Bentleys for people and that they just. Have a good night with. Were you I mean, buddy buddies with any? Like, hey, let's nah, go, let's go rub shoulders with nah, the sheik. No, I mean, but we definitely had some fun with some different sheiks, mm-hmm. I mean, and then they were just, I mean, it's all expenses paid for they, night kind of thing. They have more money than God. They could oh easily, those, they couldn't spend enough. Those those guys were. I think I um, there's a quick story. One kid was shooting pool. He was a, a you know PFC or whatever, a no one, and he bet this this guy who's talking all this like, oh, I have all this and this, and that he was um, he bet him like a beamer. And then, and, what? but the Marine was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, I bet you a Beamer. You know, like he was, he didn't think. He thought it, he was joking. He thought he was joking. So, long story short, they shoot pool and the Marine wins. And I think two days later, there's a BMW delivered outside the base and they're like, it's for this kid. And it's like, what? No, like, like that's a real, like, for real. And so, I don't even think he what, knew what to do with it. Are you able to, well, shit, get, I think getting cars shipped overseas would just be. Yeah, like more I, I want to say he probably itself. sold it to someone there mm-hmm. and got the cash for it, but just to like, have a I mean, car even waiting when I, for you. Actually, when I was there, if you if you go back there, I mean, I think Oprah and like Hallmark TV made a movie about um, one of the Marines, dumb, really dumbass Marines, kidnapped a, or they ran away with one of the princesses of of the the party the, uh. of the um, the kingdom, right? Yeah. She she falls in love with him. He falls in love with her, and he. He basically they makes these fake military orders, um, fake IDs. They and she just runs away it's out of nowhere, right? Freaking Bahrain royalty was pissed at the Marine Corps. I mean, they wanted answers. They wanted their. their this, this actually all happened. Yeah, I mean, you can literally watch. Damn. You can you can look at I I think it let's uh, it was 1999, right before the year 2000 because mm-hmm. we I was there for Y2K. Okay. Uh, okay. Shortly after, um, but I mean, you can look it up. His name is PFC Johnson. Brought her back. She claimed asylum because she's like, "Hey, if I go back, they're gonna murder me." They would execute him. Yeah, because right I would. I shamed the the royal family. Yeah. And uh, so they moved, and he got out, went to Las Vegas. That it lasted maybe a couple years, and she. I mean, the problem with bringing a a woman from overseas over here to America. That's royalty there, and you're a regular woman here. Mm-hmm. The expectation's not. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. You got to bring like a poor oh woman 
back as your wife, so she can be like, "Oh my God, this is awesome." You it reminds me a, of a, a rich woman a reverse coming to America type yes, situation. Totally, goddamn. It had to be like that. So she, she's like, "Yeah, you're not providing me." Who are that? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, you know, poo poo on the Marine Corps uh, on a Marine's uh, salary. You know, no, not, not able to what, like 14, meet all the demands. Fourteen hundred a month. If know, that, yeah, and then you, I mean, then you owe base, some base housing and all that stuff. Yeah, one of my buddies and he got out. He's, he's telling me how they take the costs for your uniform or for whatever kind of equipment you need. That they oh just yeah, they kind take of, it out. Yeah, they, wow. It sounds. I mean, but but again, if you're a young 18 year old kid trying to get out of mom's house because you know you want to live independently, hey, the military's a great option. Yeah, you know I mean, you get a lot of great benefits. Um, it's like having a safety net. Like, you mm -hmm. can't call it your parent, but you don't have to pay for food, you don't have to pay for clothing, you don't have to pay for rent, your electricity, your water's free. I mean, I guess if you want a cell phone and some internet, you have to, you have to throw down well, on that. Yeah. But then you could waste all your money on beer and pizza and still really not have, like, be out on the street. You know what I mean? I really didn't know what I was going to do with my life until, like, essentially after college. Right? I got right. done screwing off and then, oh, shit stuck looking for jobs. I have a degree right. that I could use as a mouse pad. That's about as good as a, a oh, degree man. is for you these days. I think, I think the, the problem with the uh, degree is that's that was an American dream that's not our generation. It's not. It, it's, so it was the American dream. Hey, look, um, get a degree. You'll get a great job. You'll get paid tons of money. Now a degree gets you an assistant manager position at Red Robin. Yum. Yum. You know that if you would have just stayed for two years after high school at Red Robin, Yum. you would have been an assistant manager anyways, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it really, it, uh, a college degree on, as far as a BA level is, is just a piece of paper at it's, this point. It's a piece of paper. Hopefully in that time you make connections to where that piece right. of paper, the process of getting that I guess leads the goal. I guess it's a great thing because you're, Yum. you can show that you can learn. Yeah, you can take instruction and learn, but that's really about it. You have to have something included with it, like a, a military career with a college degree. Something that's great because now you went out there, you utilized your degree, you became a leader, something like that. You just can't go out there with a four. And that's the problem with the young generation nowadays. They they think they get the four year degree. Let's even say they get a law degree. You know, they mm -hmm. go a little bit farther. They want that corner office. With, you know, in Manhattan making, you know, $600,000 a year minimum with a Porsche given to them. You know, so no one wants to earn that. They want no to be that Gordon Gecko. They just right. want it. They think they're And then they, they'll, they'll go be a public defender and they're making $38,000. You know what I mean? And so they're like, wait a minute, I got ripped off here. Yeah. And on some level, you know, they, but it's always, always about patience. That's why it trades like, like a barbering. Like who would have thought that, you know, I was making a lot of money as a high patrolman. Let's say a hundred hundred and ten thousand dollars a year yeah i was bringing home and that was a great lifestyle and so when i lost that career i thought oh my gosh man like i'm what am I, i'm never gonna get to this point again like i'm, I'm screwed right mm -hmm. but being being in this trade for less than four years i own three shops i i, I make amazing money cool. yeah salute right there you go and and i have like a 19 year old kid that works for me making 10 G's a month as a 19 year old. No sh I mean, I mean, this is a great industry to be a part of. This is maybe a, a shop like this is a $70,000 investment. You buy it off of a guy for 30,000, right? It didn't look like this. So I had yeah, to, put, I had to say put, this paint, right, the lights, right. everything. Right, I, I had to put $40,000, the brick in here, I had the, all these lights, um, you know, make it fancy, put put the stuff yeah. on the wall. But but really it was like a $40,000 investment. So you're talking about like two Honda Civics, right? Mm -hmm. That I that I bought it and, and upgraded and and 
it makes its money back in, in less than a year. Is this your first one right here? This is my second one. The your first one, one was in my winner's one. Oh, winner's the number one. Right, right. There we go. Winner's number yeah. one. I bought that, gutted it, remodeled it. From, uh, oh, that used to be a uh, main new, event? Uh, Vince. Vince, Vince. Vince owned it first, but then there was a young kid who bought it, and he owned it for maybe a year and a half. Mm -hmm. His name was Nick. Just a young Air Force guy. Somehow he got lucky and paid Vince. Like, Vince imploded it for some reason. Yeah. And he, he got it for a steal of deal. I think he paid 13000 for it. Dumbed it down, made it super cheap, mm -hmm. super, because he didn't want to spend any money. Oh, um, you got to make it look good in here. you got to yeah, be, be yeah, welcome in here. Let's that's why good. when I bought it from him, you know, the first thing I did was gut it, remodel it, and make it. And you got to spend money to make money. Right. You know what I mean? And like I said, it still was a low investment. I think I bought it from Nick for $30,000. Mm -hmm. I put another $30,000 into it for $60,000. You know, I have the cleanest, coolest shop in all the winters. You know what I mean? It's it a is. tattoo shop now. It's a lot of fun to be there. And then I just, I, it came out so well that if you go to my Vacaville shop and you go to my Dixon shop, it looks like just a bigger. It's got a one. similar vibe. This one right. has a really, like, very similar vibe to Winners. Right. It's got the, the same light bulbs. It's got the same brick. It's got the same flags on it. It's got the same patches on the wall. It's got the same chalkboard artwork. It's mm -hmm. so it looks like a franchise, but it's really not. So, like I said, in in three years, I have I I basically built myself a franchise, and I'm and I'm killing it. Like, Is this, was this all your kind of design? Yeah. Like a twinkling winded primos? Like uh, when did this I, become I like your, your? I thing? literally threw it up. So, okay, so let me go back yeah, yeah. real quick. I, I got, I lost my job for, for medical injuries in the highway patrol. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because the problem with the highway patrol is I made that who I was instead of what I did, right? right? And that could be anyone's career. Like, if you make your career who you are instead of what you do, there's always going to be problems with that. Yeah. So you got to, you know, who you are is like a husband. I'm a father. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a freaking, you know. You know, a media. This is what I like. These are the things that we do, right? That that should be who you are. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Buddhist. I'm a fisherman. Mm -hmm. Those are the those are the important things in life, right? What you do and how you earn your paycheck is not who you are. It's just what you do. So the problem with the highway patrol is I made that who I was instead of what I did. I was one of the cops. So when I lost that because of injury, I'm like, oh, who the oh hell am God, I? What, what am I gonna do? Like I'm no one. Like. And I got real lucky because the Highway Patrol had to retrain me. And one of the things I picked up in the Marine Corps was cutting hair. And I just, you know, like just I, high tights, just high tights all day. At first, okay, so the Marine Corps, we wear our covers, you know, like really high, right? Mm -hmm. So I was dating this girl who I ended up marrying, have a couple kids with, um, and Alicia was a, a cosmetologist. So I was like, oh, hey, honey, like I can't be coming here, like, you know, driving nine hours to come see you. And go back nine hours later, you know, and try to get a haircut in between. I have no time. Give me those clippers that you got. Mm -hmm. Cosmos don't use their clippers anyway, so she gave me the clippers. And I literally used to put my cover on, and I used to shave my head bald. Just bowl give cut myself a, We call them barracks cuts. They're ugly, <laughs> right? Like worse than a bowl cut. Oh, and so shit. everyone found out I had clippers, so they're like, dude, just because if you don't get your haircut fresh by Monday morning, you're, you're a dead man. Really? So I was just buzzing everyone's head off. Like I wasn't. There was nothing pretty about it. It was just as long as you put on your cover and there's bald skin under under that, you're you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So I would just bald everyone out to their cover and then send them on their way. And hopefully Monday after formation they would go and get it fixed, right? Yeah. Well, one day I just kind of figured out like, oh, dude, if you do this, it it fades. So it became All a cool right. little hobby. So then I actually, when I married Alicia, we would we would seriously make like a lot of money because we cut like two three hundred. Marines between us on a weekend, mm -hmm. charge them each five bucks. 
and we were killing just it. in and out we were killing it in and out having a good time everyone brought beer everyone brought pizza our our That's house sick. our barracks house were, was was the place to be right mm-hmm. everyone get characters and we'd get paid like, did she teach you a little some tricks along the way or did you just kind uh, of figure it out if i do I, think this I figured it just... out and then she had some base and then so she figured out how we had it done and she just we just knocked it out that's sick like if you try to get faded by her today she doesn't do them anymore right so mm-hmm. she lost it um my son she's still a cosmetologist but she does hair and makeup and all that crap so i've always kept it like i'd always do the guys at the station i do you know like i kept my buddy my buddy next door neighbor was a marine so we give each other you know, our kids haircuts that's sick so it was a hot so when the, the highway patrol was like hey you're injured we have to retrain you what do you want to do and i'm like what can i do they're like well you have to uh you can be like a radio guy, or right? Something you can like do. That. You can go to radiation school. You can go to nursing school. You just can't be a cop. You're not allowed to be a cop, right? God. So I'm like, okay, well, fudge. Like, can I go to barber school? Because you know, I'd done my ex-wife's books, so I, I was familiar with the industry. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, can I be a barber? And they're like, ah, okay, we'll check. So they checked. They're like, yeah, we can send you to barber school. Pay for your, your equipment. Pay they pay for it. Yeah, they paid for it. That's paid sick. Me. I use my GI bill. You know, like it got, I got double, look, I got the double it. dip, mm-hmm. and um, here I am. I'm a barber. You know, three years ago I got my. So Nick, the guy who owned the um, the barber shop in Winners, yeah. He, I walked in there one day, and he's like, "Hey man, what can I help you? You need a haircut?" I'm like, "No, I'm just, I'm just checking out barber shops. Like I've never been to Winners, which is weird because I've lived in Vacaville my whole life. Winners is this." Great little gem mm-hmm. that I, I adore winners now. I what wish I, I what wish brought I, you over there? Like, just, just curiosity? Funny story, estate, no. Whatever. No, it's like, so my buddy, Tony, again, I was in, I was just going to barber school. I was just chilling. And my buddy, Tony, Marine, buddy of mine from Oregon or Washington State, mm-hmm. comes down, visits, hangs out for a couple weeks. And he's like, hey, dude, let's go to let's go to a coffee shop. I'm like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go to Starbucks. And he's like, no, 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 I want to go to like a coffee shop. You know how the Pacific North. Oh, absolutely. West, they're all douchey. They're snob. Yeah, the coffee's yeah, nice. Like, uh, this bean is not yeah, dark so, enough. Yeah. So, so we go to, I'm like, well, I read an article about this place called Steady Eddie's. Let's go check this place out. It's in Winters. I think it's like one town over. Mm-hmm. So we literally stumbled upon Winters on accident, you know, just because he wanted coffee. Um, went to Winters, um, got the coffee, and we're like, oh, dude, this is a cool little downtown. Like, let's go check it out. So we it go is. check out the one barbershop main, um, on, I think it's called, uh, Classic Cuts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Main Street. Went check them out. They're like, hey, man. You At the haircut? corner right there? Right, right. So like, hey, man, you need a haircut? I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm a barber student. I'm just checking it out. He's like, hey, you want to work for me? I'm like, uh, well, I'm a barber student. I'm not a barber. He's like, I don't care. I need someone here like a couple days a week extra. We're, we're, we're overloaded. Winters is growing. I'm like, uh. He's like, hey, listen, first of all, here's a couple things. We, we don't cut people who are dirty. So if they come out of the fields, they need to go home. Mm-hmm. Like my dog's going to be here. We don't, I don't like cutting kids. You know, I, I'm not into cutting kids. If they want to hit kids cut, charge them double so they get out of here. Don't come <laughs> oh, back, right? Shit. The guy was, you know, he's low-key a jerk. Hardcore. Right, but, but you know, he had a certain type of people that he wanted there, and that's fine. Yeah. That's his business, right? So he's like, hey, if you, if you want to go check out another barbershop, there's a younger group over there. They're Latinos. Uh, you know, they give good, good haircuts, but it's not. We're just here, you know, we're here to serve the farmers and the hands, and we just want in and out. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll go check it out. But he's like, but, hey, if you if you like it, if you don't find anywhere else, like I'm willing, I'm willing to let you work That's here. Sick. It's just how just, often does a job just fall into your right. lap? And just so I'm like, around. wow, I'm not even done with school. You know, I'm like four or five months away from being done. But I was just interested in seeing a shop in this little town. Mm-hmm. So then we walk over to this other shop, and the, the young veteran's there, and he has like a 19 year old kid in there named Mike, um, who's cutting hair. And so same thing, I go in there like, hey guys, hey, do you need a haircut? I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm actually just a barber student. 
I'm just checking out the, the shops around here, you know? He's like, hey, man, you want a job? Can you, you want to work for us? And I'm like, you got two well, jobs in under dude, an hour? What the like, And I'm like, well, hey, listen, I'm I'm a barber student. I'm, I can't. He's like, I don't care. I need someone here like on Sundays, Mondays. I know you don't go to school on Sundays, Mondays. Just come cut with us. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. So there was a, there were a younger, cooler vibe. I'm like, okay, this is probably where I, I would rather be. So I, I did. I started working there part-time. Within like two months, he's like, hey, bro, I'm leaving. I'm going to Idaho. You know, like, I know you're almost done with barber school, but you want to buy the shop? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, offer it to this guy, Mike, first. He's been working for you for a while. He's like, well, he's an apprentice. You know, he's too young. He's not going to buy it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, just offer it to him. So he offered to him. Mike said yes, and then later on he, he said no. Mm -hmm. So last minute, he's like, hey, dude, I I'm leaving. Like, you and want your it? conscience was clear. Right, right, like, right. Go. I was trying to do the, everything on the up and up. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's buy it. I bought it. And he literally dipped like a week later. Really? And it was my shot. I had no, I've never run a business before. I've never, I wasn't even a, a legit barber at that point in time. So it was trial by fire. Just trial by fire. I knew I wanted to make the place look cooler and better. I knew I had to spend money. Just some common sense stuff. And I just threw everything out that, you know, and it came out good. And I was like, wow, I'm really proud of the way this looks. If, if I ever do it again, I kind of have an idea of what to do. What inspired your kind of design sense when you came up with this? Is this all your kind of your, yeah. your brainchild, just the way I it think, looks and everything? I think really, truly, the only thing that I, in my mind, I was, I was picturing Hollywood. I wanted these lights around the mirrors. You know that, what I mean? That does look like right. I, I wanted that Hollywood look, right? Plus, I wanted it to be bright. The other thing I was thinking of is like, I, I actually wanted wood, like, you know, that rustic wood on the, yeah. that people put on walls now. And for whatever reason, I couldn't figure out, like, any any way to get the wood so i'm like okay well what about that wood tile so then mm -hmm. i talked to a tile guy who actually was mike's dad his name's uh, uh Rio, um fieros i think it's rigo fieros mm -hmm. rafa 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 fieros okay they're in town and he's a brick mason he's like well i can do it but i, I can do brick too and i'm like well how would that look and so he he's like well let's just do it halfway up i'm like okay let's just try it let's just do it look good so and boom man, like i'm like wow that looks great like i'm so glad that we went so these the are all legit. This isn't this just is, some imitation real, bricks. Those are real bricks. He's done all three of my shops. Great, great mason. Mm -hmm. If I do a fourth shop, I'm going to do it again. Where do you think a uh, fourth shop might be? It'd be by the Travis Air Force Base. Very good. Right there. Right I mean, there. the problem, the only problem right now is there's a, like a little shortage of barbers. Mm -hmm. However, I mean, we're booming. Our name's big. I mean, we're probably going to get all in. Oh, yeah. Real oh, quick, yeah. But um, and now's the time. So it's gonna happen. I'm gonna do a fourth shop. What? Uh, where did the name Primos come from? Is that just kind of Primos is like a, it's like a, a Latin word, like hey, we're like we're family, we're cousins, we're like hey, Primo, hey, Primo. Yeah, just a so, term of endearment. An endearment, right, right. What's up, homie? But you know, it's like more Primo, hey, Primo. <laughs> so now everyone calls me Primo. Um, it, it was just a good name, but it's also an Italian sense of like a primo cut like something really nice oh primo like a primo, primo. It's a primo. Like yeah. so it has like a dual meaning i like it I, I i i love the latin culture i was adopted by a white family but i you know i'm mexican mm -hmm. and i you know i'm i'm really big into the latin culture i, I love it i you know the food the women it's spicy the, god the damn it spicy. it's lovely it's just, just nobody parties harder no it's nobody and and winters is a predominantly latino and white Town. I mean, it's get almost, along. It's everyone it's awesome. gets along. It's like a 50-50 town. It's great. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love everything about Winners. Um, winners, for for you, for those who don't know, it's the food capital of the world. It's a God hidden gem. Right. El Verduzco, that taco truck. Oh my! It's the best taco truck. It's primo. The Green River Hoobies. 
You got preserved buckhorn, Puda Creek. You got various of brewing. Buckhorn snake steak bites are just oh, they're uh, steak bites are heaven. I, I I have a hard time ordering anything else just because those are so good. I don't want to like, say I take somebody on a date there. Like I don't want to seem like a cheap ass, but it's like yeah, I don't get the seventy dollar steak, but the fifteen dollar appetizer steak bites with oh. garlic bread and their regular bread that they oh, shove down your throat. They're freaking sourdough bread that yeah. you can just I could just go in there and eat sourdough bread. That's it. Don't give pay me a it, beer. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Nice <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's that's how I started these shops. And I've gotten one every year, you know. Like like I said, they're a pretty easy investment. Um, you do have to have the money on hand. You know, like yeah. if you have $70,000, a barbershop's a hell of an investment. But you got to get the – that's just the, the atmosphere in here and but just listen, the people you bring in, too. You're going to make that back in one year. In one year, you're going to earn your money back, mm-hmm. right? And then everything else is profit off of that. Especially, I mean, I have seven guys working here, so – Six plus me, right? Mm-hmm. They pay all the rent. They pay all the for all the beer. They pay for all the Wi-Fi. They pay everything's paid for. So I, in a sense, where I make my money is it's not from the shop because I utilize their money to pay for everything, all the amenities yeah. and everything, right? I get the free chair. That's where an owner gets his money. Is like, hey, I don't, I'm not paying anyone rent. I'm not mm-hmm. paying rent on the building. They are. You know what I mean? You're like so, a land working landlord, right? With them. So so, but. The return you do have to do give them as an owner is you have to be fair. You have to keep rent at a reasonable rate. Right. And you also have to take that rent money and spend it on the shop because that's they're, they're leasing a station. They're, they're in a sense, I'm their landlord, and I'm providing mm-hmm. them a nice place. So anything it breaks, I have to fix it. Anything, all these beers that the clients and us are drinking, that's that's from the shop. You know what I mean? So, you Thank know, you. It's, and it's, it's well worth it. The, the clients love it. The barbers love it. I'm, they're happy. I'm happy. And I don't mind spending money on the shop. You, you know, can tell you, know, you walk in here; it's it's a good vibe. Yeah, there's nobody that's like pissed off. Looks like you do you do well no, by them. It's we're clean. the we're easily the best shop in town. Mm. We're the busiest shop in town. We're one of the newest shops in town, and we're killing it. You know, and I you know whether or not other barbershops are upset about that or not. For the most part, I think all of us. There, there's so many people in Vacaville. You could open up five more shops in this town, and everyone's going to eat plenty there's of hair. Plenty of hair. We turn away. <laughs> we turn away, and we send send them to other shops all the time. And then, and I'm sure they do the same. Like, yeah. There's just a lot of, a lot of, uh, I mean, barbering is one of those things that is always gonna be around. Like, you know, the recession's bad, you need a job, you gotta get a haircut. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're gonna have senior portraits, you gotta get a haircut. If you're in a Latino community, I mean, that's what we do, we get haircuts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, if you're in a military town, a law enforcement town, those guys are required to have haircuts. And so Vacaville, Winters, Dixon, Fairfield, it's this is gold, man. This mm-hmm. is easy money. Hairy bastards. Hairy bastards, <laughs> and they need they have standards and they have to uphold. You know what I mean? And it's uh, it's kind of talking about um, coming to America again. Their their barbershop scene, or just any kind of oh, yeah. even with Ice Cube, that barbershop, it, it just seems like a cultural place. You come in here, you can have a good conversation with the person cutting your hair. Yeah, definitely. It just seems like a barbershop's a place to be. To just kind of unwind. Just you shot me in the ass. Figure out what the hell's going on in the world. Yep. Let's see. Okay. That stays there. We're ready to roll. We'll see. So, uh, um, it is a barbershop. I mean, this is the last place we get to be men. We can come in here. Yeah. We can drink. We can swear. We can talk about. You say bad words. Yeah, you can say bad words. You can talk about beautiful women. You know, you can talk about sports. You can talk about politics. What about ugly women? You can talk about ugly women too. They're, they're I mean, good. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, all women are beautiful. Absolutely. All women. I don't care. How they look they're all at some level they're all beautiful so um 
And beauty's only skin deep, you know. Like the the real beautiful women are, are the sweet kind, the know, sweethearts, the sweethearts, and, oh and that's that's real, that's true beauty. You gotta reciprocate, you know? right, right, with a good haircut, right. And you we gotta, gotta we gotta send good. these guys out looking looking right to get to get the right one. I mean, and and then, look, the, unfortunately for our country, but fortunately for my industry, is we're such a driven. All we care about is our looks and how we're gonna look on Instagram for the next two weeks yep you know like it's unfortunate because i i feel like morally it's a high standard uphold it's it's not as i don't know it i think it, in the long run it's going to cause more issues however like what a great time to be a barber or in the beauty industry is people care all day every day about how they look there's a certain amount of I'd say vanity that goes into it but at the same time if you're looking good, you have a good haircut, you feel like you can take on the world. You feel oh, yeah. 100%, you have that much more of a chance to getting that job, to right. having that date go well. Like or even that, feeling good in uniform. Like, hey, look, yeah, when I, when I, was a, uh, I, was, I had to get a haircut every week because I wanted to look squared away. I wanted everyone to see me just be like, man, that guy cares about his looks, mm -hmm. his appearance. He's squared away. You know what? I'm probably not going to mess with that guy. There's plenty of sloppy cops out there. That I could probably they're greasy ass hair, right, right. Over they're eyes. chubby, they're fat, like you know, like they're just they're just they don't they don't hold uh, a high discipline or in standard for themselves, you know. Um, breaking away from the story real quick, yeah. I, I almost got shot one time, right? I, it was really crazy. Is in, uh, in Oakland. Long story short, on duty. I, on duty, yeah. I was in uniform, and so I pull over this guy. He's not wearing a seatbelt. It's in the middle of the day, like three in the afternoon. Great guy, like. When I approached him, hey, sir, the reason I stopped you is young black kid, um, just just as polite as can be, hey, sir, you know, like, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I just got here from um, Arizona, here's my Arizona ID, blah, 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 it's my girlfriend's car, you know, like, hey, my my, my uncle's a lieutenant in the Alameda SO, blah, 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 hey, man, that's cool, man, like, it's no big deal, I'm just gonna write you a citation for not wearing your seatbelt, we're doing like an, an overtime thing, it's an impact, we gotta make sure. So there's zero tolerance, but, but, you're, no, you're being nothing but polite. Let me just get you. You're just doing your job. Just do my job. Yeah. And he was a polite young gentleman Yeah. Um, at that point. So I go back. I write him a ticket. Um, I come back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to tow his car. So I call in the tow truck, whatever. You had to tow the car. Right, because his Arizona ID came back to a California license that was suspended. And that's why he handed me oh, a, a So he knew he was suspended. He shouldn't be driving in our state. So when you're driving a suspended... Um, on a suspended license misdemeanor, I gotta tow your car. Mm -hmm. Especially because it's not his car. He can't just, I can't be like, all right, have a good day, and then him go crash and hurt someone. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. now I'm liable as a highway patrolman, right? So I come, hey man, the reason I, you know, like, hey, the, I'm writing you up for not wearing a seatbelt. Also, when I ran you, you're suspended. Did you know that? He's like, oh man, yeah, I forgot. You know. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, you know, no big deal. I'm like, hey, no big deal. Just come out, come out of the vehicle, just leave your keys right there and just sign the ticket. We'll get you on your way. He's like, oh, okay. So he's thinking like everything's gonna be cool. So he comes and signs the ticket and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, dude, I need you to go back in your car, get anything that you need, and I need you to bounce, bro, because I'm towing your car. He's like, wait, what? Wow. So we always have people sign their tickets before we lay it on them. Yeah, before you Because we don't want to lay it on them and then be like, fudge you, you yeah, know, like yeah. I ain't signing crap, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's an issue. You you kind of want to sell your ticket, get them out of the way, and then tow the car, right? And like I said, up to that point, he was a complete gentleman. Um, and he, he, he had me feeling all kinds of comfortable. Yeah. Just because he was such a polite kid. You know, like, to be honest with you, I, pulling over people in Oakland... There's probably like, I pull over like 20, 30 people a day and 25 of them were polite. Mm -hmm. Five of them are just complete assholes. But when you have someone that's like extremely polite, you're, it's a rare thing. Mm -hmm. You know, at some level they're like, 
everyone's kind of put off by being a ticket. And I don't blame him. You know, yeah, no one likes not a good time. No one likes to get a ticket, right? <laughs> no. But he was a complete gentleman, complete kid, and I, like I said, he he, I definitely had my guard down. Uh-huh. Uh, I just thought, wow, what a great what a great stop this has been. So I'm like, yeah, man, hey, so unfortunately, like, he's like, oh, man, hey, like, can I just call my girlfriend? She's right here in Berkeley. Like, she can come with the car. We're pre- she's pregnant. And I was like, oh, man, I, normally I would. And I really would have. Mm-hmm. Normally I would have been like, all right, dude, just call out your, your girl. I'll wait for you guys here. And then she can drive off, right? But I'm like, normally I would, but we're, uh, we're doing, and we were doing an overtime that was high impact. And so there's zero tolerance during this overtime. And we would do this overtime in Oakland to help on the city streets probably like twice or three times a week. So I'm like, hey, Brandon, unfortunately, I got to tell your car, man. So he's like, oh. so he's him and a Han, like, please, please. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. It's already done. It's done. The, the tow truck's on its way. Just grab whatever you need out of there, and you got to roll. He's oh. like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So we go to the car, and I follow him. Usually, I follow on the opposite side of the car. So if he's going on the driver's side, I'm going on the passenger side, right? Yeah. So that way, you can kind of watch what's going on. For whatever reason, I, I, I dropped the ball. Again, I could only say it because I was probably comfortable. So I follow him. I'm on the, I'm on the driver's side. And I'm behind him, so his back is to me, the door's open, and he's, like, leaning on his front seat looking for something, you know, like his paperwork. And so I'm, like, kind of behind him, and I'm, like, and right away I'm, like, damn, I'm in the wrong spot, you know? The sun starts. Start, 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 like, I start thinking, and it's January, so it's, it's but it's a nice clear day, it's, but it's cold out. So I'm, like, hey, bro, come on, hurry up. Can you hurry, man? Like, I got to get this going. Like, I he's still finish. fumbling around. He's still fumbling around. He's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, I got it, I got it. And I'm, like, oh, so... What I didn't tell you is his car was the exact same car that I had just bought. It was a Honda Civic EX, right? So we had the same exact car. Both of them were brand new. And I had his his car keys because I didn't obviously I didn't want him to grab his keys yeah. and take them. So I'm holding his car keys. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, hey, man, you really got to hurry up, man. Like, this is taking a while. And he looks back at me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking for my uh, my jacket. And I when he looked back, I see him just pouring sweat. And this is January, right? And I'm like, <gasps> Right away, I was like, oh, man, something's not, now I know something's not right. So I backstepped like three steps and I popped because I held the key that was similar to my car. I knew there was a trunk button and I just, for whatever reason, I I popped the trunk button and the the trunk in the Honda Civics at that time popped up. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to like pop it and then push it up. It just Just popped up on its own, right? So I I did that. I dropped back and I look, boom, there's freaking shotgun shells, you know, all in his trunk. I'm like, oh, you know, like at the same time. So I pull out my gun and I kind of like charge him. He's coming out of his car with a gun, but he's he's like coming through the car. So he's just, I barely see it. And I just like, bam, I hit him on the back of the head with my gun. Holy I'm like, don't have to move. Scream and scream and scream. Like, don't. So he drops it and I'm like, I kind of kick him down to the ground. And I'm like standing over him like, don't, you know, don't move or I'm going to freaking shoot you. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm like calling like, hey, 1035, 1035, I need backup, you know. What's 1035? It, it's kind of like, so 1199 means like I am I got shot already. I'm like, help me now or I'm going to die. Yeah. 1035 is like one below that. Like, hey, if I don't get help ASAP, I'm, I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I'm in a bad spot. And so at 1035, you know, and I'm in the city streets, you know, right, pretty much within 30 seconds, I was hearing sirens, but it was, you know, these, these moments take forever. Oh God. But they're, but they're like that. And so he's screaming, you know, he's like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, why didn't you freaking tell me? Blah, 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 blah. So he was looking, he like contemplating, I'm, I'm going to shoot you. He's right, playing on killing right, you. Right, right. So he's, he's, and, and so it was right, the gun was right under the seat where he was leaning on. 
And I didn't know that, you know, like again, I was comfortable. If I would have been on the opposite side of the car, I could have seen him better, but I was behind him, My, you know? So not only did I, I, I definitely made mistakes. I, I trusted him a little bit too much. I was too comfortable and I, uh, you know, I, I didn't go on the opposite side like I was taught. So there's definitely mistakes on my end. Mm -hmm. So long story short, backup gets there. We freaking, we get them all hooked up, right? One of the rookies takes him back to another car. And so we're looking through the car. There's like four or five pistols, the shotgun in the in the back, it's sawed off. There's Is there a gang affiliation, you think? Uh, yeah. So we look under the under the mat, under the floor mat of the passenger side, like 122 bindles of crack cocaine. Jesus you know? Christ. So he was dealing, he was, you know, he was all kinds of he was all kinds of bad, but he he played me, right? Yeah. And if and so we get him back to the office and they're like, hey bro, like why did you just run or why did you just shoot that cop? Like, so the FBI came in and FBI got involved. Yeah. We called well. the FBI cause we're like, Hey man, if you roll, like we, we are always trying to roll people like, Hey, if you tell us something bigger than this, then we can, we can help you. If you don't, if you can't get us something bigger than this and you're asked out, if he has all of that, there's right. definitely somebody he's right. reporting to. Right. So, oh, and he had, we had all the guns and the guns had like numbers scrubbed off. So the FBI is investigating or whatever. Long story short, he he those weapons came back to murder different murders. I got I got a pretty good um, you know like a letter of accommodation from the FBI for yeah. helping them find blah blah blah. You know, but it was totally on accident. It's totally you know. So when they asked him that, the, the whole point I'm telling you this is is for this line is because when they asked him like, hey, how come you didn't sh just shoot the cop? Like, why did why did he's like, well, listen, <clears throat> he's like, I looked at the guy's hair and it was dialed in. No. His, his, yeah, he's like, he's like, I looked at his boots and they were shiny, and his brass was polished perfectly. He's like, I wasn't lying when I'm telling you that my uncle was was um, a cop. He's a cop, and he's squared away. That guy, if there's any guy in the world that I know that I would have to like get the beat on, it's a guy like him. He's like, and I saw his little Marine Corps pin, and I'm like, damn, if if I don't get him, I'm dead. If if you know, like, if if I can't time it perfectly to kill this cop, then I'm for sure dead. Because he's too squared away. This guy's too squared away, mm -hmm. right? And you know, obviously, I, I'd let my guard down and all that. But because I, I was disciplined, I would get haircuts every week. I would polish my brass every day. I would shine my boots every day. I made sure my uniform looked perfect. I had my pins on. Like I took a lot of pride in how I looked and how I presented myself. It's discipline, right? Yeah. If I would have been a sloppy cop, he probably would have been like, "I got this." You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I, it was the discipline that helped me. It was the Marine Corps training. It was the the. So I tell people that all the time, especially young cops. I'm like, "Hey, how you look, it matters." You know. You'd say that saved your life. It's, I, I would say it saved my life. So you know, like Bye. being in this industry, I, I have, I I we cut. I mean, if you look at our walls over here, I cut. Tons and tons of cops. There's and so many patches here. How oh, many patches have, do you, do you, uh, you know? You got to count? I don't even know. Let's like call it 250. Yeah, that looks about right. 250 maybe? They're sick. Some of the designs on them, it's and just... And you know what? They're, they're all from clients. They're I, donated? They're yeah, like, hey, I brought in... Brought clients this. bring them in, and we love we love it, dude. I, I'm hoping to get the whole entire wall. Oh, you will? Yeah, Oh, done. for sure. That, I haven't seen that uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Yeah. That's a sick patch. We got a Special Forces one. We got the... Um, Luke Skywalker Ranch uh, fire patch over there. Oh, I like it. It's pretty <laughs> rare. Um, we got one from NASA sent to us the other day. No shit. A lot of people have been sending them lately because of uh, the whole media thing. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that media yeah, thing. Yeah, let's Look do at it. that segue. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, you stayed open. You, uh, it was just. Um, defied. I'd say d defied the, the, the status quo, the powers that be. Right. Um, 
then there's a story with that. You're on CNN, uh, right. on Fox as well. Right. Let talk about what was so, that whole experience so like? What happened? I, the overbriefing is like March. Uh, let's call it 15th or 16th. They just try to shut everyone down. We kind of yeah. like, okay, well, we're not shutting down. Like, uh, it just didn't seem reasonable. All my barbers are, you know, our young families, you know. So I'm like, hey guys, you know what? I just don't see it to being as scary as everyone's making it out to be. Let's just stay open. Mm-hmm. So Vacaville PD came in maybe like two or three times. Um, Vacaville Fire came in one time. And their whole thing was like, on the si- on the side note, they were like, hey, Juan, just do what you got to do, man. We're not going to cite you. No one's getting in trouble. Everyone's This is new to everyone, right? So we're just going to educate you. And you say, okay, cool, I got the education. And if we have to come back. So basically the only reason that they were coming in the first place was because like other barbershops and other citizens were calling like, hey, those guys are open. And that's like the thing about COVID-19. Everyone started snitching on each other. It was yeah. a pandemic run 100% on fear. And so- That's all you ever see on the news was- All you see is everyone fearful. And, and so that turned everyone into a snitch. I mean, like neighbors, you would have thought Loved you were telling on your kids because they were the swing, playing on the swing set. You know what I mean? Really? Neighbors that you thought were cool were calling you, on you because you got your car and went to Walmart without a mask. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy how how our our Naughty. our fellow Americans turned on us so quickly. You see their true colors. Yeah. Not, not for everybody. Some people but like it was fear. Some grud- I, I would say they're, some of them were honestly fearful. Yeah. Other of them are like, you know, just Karens and they want to whine and cry about everything but some of them were probably legit scared you know mm-hmm. and and that's how the pandemic was. i mean the media loved it because they're they're getting their story told the government loves it because wow I, this is what power really feels like you know i mean we can make some off the wall f- rules and look at everyone's f- following them right and so you know i'm just not that guy i've never been that guy i've not been that guy as a marine i've not been that guy as a highway patrolman i've you know as a group home kid i've always had like a some sort of chip on my shoulder and and i'm stubborn and for the most part though i've learned how to utilize it correctly right right there's obviously sometimes i've gotten myself in trouble <laughs> but that's double another, double that's, an, that's another uh, Next podcast. podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 they came out and they, and they were being cool about it and i thought i was being cool about it so then one day the captain came in and a captain from the because i one of their guys came in and he was super cool like hey Juan, like just do what you gotta do. But I guess he probably went back and they're like, hey, so did you shut him down? He's like, well, no, I just educated him. Do you know these guys personally? Uh, a couple oh, of them, yeah, yeah. A couple of them I did. So then this captain just storms in here like 30 minutes later, like, hey, my guys have been telling you to shut down. Why haven't you shut down? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, because it's just education. You can't really do anything about it, can you? Was it illegal to stay open? Um, It was against the, yeah. a gu- an order, which order. was a guideline. Those aren't laws. It's not constitutional. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's, there's no one that's, there's nothing, there's no rule that says, that. Sit down and take it until you run right, out. Right, like it. There's a constitution that gives us the the right to pursue life, liberty, happiness. Even even if you look at the California Constitution, it it literally says that uh, possessions is one of the things that we're allowed to obtain and allowed to keep. You know, so so this is something that created a livelihood. I mean, this is not like just some hobby. This is how I feed my family. This is how all yeah. these people feed their family. You know what I mean? And you tell us that we can't, and then and then tell us that there's no. And it's like so. When the cabinet came in, I'm like, okay, well, hey guys, what do you think? Do you guys want to shut down? I'm gonna move. If we shut down, I'm cool because I'm just gonna move everyone to winners. I'll just let, make it look close, but I'm staying open. Yeah, I'm still cutting hair. No one's gonna tell me I can't make money. 
And no one's going to tell me my rent's not stopping, my insurance isn't stopping, my PG&E is not stopping. I have to pay these rent, and so no one's going to tell me that I can't that I'm going to lose my shops over this COVID nineteen. If they thing. cut that out, then I would say okay, if we right. can, if we can sustain our livelihoods right. without. If the cities were like, hey, here's your money back for your business license. Sorry, we don't you don't get to work. If PG&E was like, hey, don't worry about paying the bill. If my if my le- landlords were like, hey, it's cool, dude. Don't worry about paying it. They're like, you know, everything's covered. You know, then then I can understand it, but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. No one no one said don't worry about paying. In fact, all these big corporations got these loans. Like I don't have it's employees, right? But Ruth Chris has employees in the Laker, LA Lakers, they, Harvard they, University. They applied for that same like small business right, loan, and they, and they got him. The Lakers, and they got, got him. They got it. So these small, real small businesses are no help in sight, right? And it's not. I don't pay into state. Um, I don't. I don't get unemployment. Mm-hmm. Because I'm self-employed, all my all my barbers are not my employees; they're self-employed. So we don't get the disability or unemployment that most people get. Right. And then when they finally did offer us something, it was $167 a week. Like who's supposed to do it? Who's going to do? Who? What can you do with $167 a week? You know? Yeah, you're forgetting the the $1,200 you got in the mail. Oh, the stimulus. Oh yeah, yeah. didn't that do you good? Yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> putting a bandaid on a yeah. Board. I have three kids, man. $1,200. Oh my god. So anyway, so I'm like, you know what? So all the guys in, in, on some level were like, hey, we're, we're just going to go cut in our garage. You go cut in winters, which I did. Um, and I didn't skip a beat. I made just as much money as always. But I didn't have these guys paying the rent. So now the rent was coming straight out of my chair. So my shops were never going to close. However, like, you know, that sucks. You know, I'm, yeah. basically I'm losing, you know, $8,000 a month trying to keep all my shots afloat. Which I would have done. I mean, I would have done. I wasn't asking for anyone's help. I just wanted to stay open. Well, then, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is like this is like the first week of April. Let's call it April 3rd. Mm-hmm. So we finally bowed out. So we shut down Vacaville because this is, I mean, it's hard to hide. I mean, we're a very popular this shop. This is a good spot. It's downtown. a great shop downtown, but we're in the public eye. We're, it's hard to hide. All these other barbershops are crying that we were staying open and they weren't. But it's, but it's because none of them had balls. None of them had balls. They wanted to... F- Fold and what they think was going to happen. Say there's the order, but was there ten thousand dollar fines on the horizon? I honestly Something think, they could just f- honestly think that you know a lot of these guys have no law enforcement experience. They have no military experience. So they, I think some of these salons and hair shops really thought, okay, SWAT team's going to kick down our door and fucking arrest us and right. like put us all at gunpoint and arrest us for for working. Like that's literally what they th- they thought that we were going to go to jail, right? What they didn't read into, like, was that the governor had a no-bail schedule. Like, what almost... Mean? That means, like, you you could kick my ass right now because the bail schedule doesn't lift until June 20th, right? Right? You could go steal my car, right? And you're going to go to jail, and they're going to fingerprint you, and then they're going to let you out the back door because there's no bail. There's That's no need... Yeah, if you're Jesus not a, an atrocious, violent felon, like, if you didn't rape... You know, violently rape someone or freaking murder them. Just a good old right. fashioned murder. If you're just like a regular robber, bank robber, if you, you know, break, uh, drive a crane into Best Buy, mm-hmm. you're going to get arrested and you're going to get, you know, you're going to go get fingerprinted. You're going to get a citation. Like, hey, whenever our courts decide to open, we'll give you a call or we'll send you a letter. If not, if not, it's cool. Right. So, <laughs> so no, so no one's going to jail. No one's going to jail. Right. So I'm like, well, if. Real bad guys aren't going to jail. They're not putting me in jail. Law-abiding citizen. I'm a law-abiding citizen that's a business owner. Like, what's the worst they're going to do? They're going to give me a citation. And at some point in time when we get to court, are they really going to – what district attorney is going to want to charge me 
you know, with a misdemeanor, a thousand dollar violation for for working. Misdemeanor for doing his because job. Because look, because look, in six months when the courts open up, and they, and then eight months later when they finally get through all the criminals that got signed and released, right? Then they're gonna get to us. So you're looking at about over a year from now, they're gonna get to us, and they're gonna be like, no district attorney or judge is gonna be like, you know what? I want to get voted in. So I'm, yeah, this is a wash. These yeah. are good people. We're, so no one was. So I and I knew that because of my law enforcement experience and because of my military experience. I knew I knew this government was just just running amok, you know. And I, I wasn't going to stand for it. So I so that's when I, I was like, you know what? I'm putting a post out there. I'm going to be bold. I'm gonna, I, I want this to I want this to be the just boldest. Yeah, flop out. Let's put it out there, man. Boom. I'm going to open up May first, and I and I put this out there. Let's call it April 25th. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. You know, because and then the governor went on TV saying like, "Oh, I don't think barbershops are going to open." We're not talking about weeks here; we're talking about months. And I'm like, "No, no, no, no! I'm not doing this anymore." So I'm like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to go out there." And worst case scenario, I'll get cited and I'll have to pay a thousand dollars a month, but I'm sure I'm going to get tons of support. And I don't think it's going to fly in court. And freaking, um, you know what? Like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just want to be bold. I just want to be a take a stand because I don't believe. This, the data adds up to what everyone's stressed about this COVID thing. Why are they? It, it's like it works too perfectly to snuff out small businesses to, it, and to it, it's, it's, it's turned it's political gotta somehow. Be, it's got to be a power grab on the politician side, mm. and it's got to be a money grab. Because look, if 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 you're the auto industry and you have hundreds of millions of dollars, right, and you have lobbyists that go to go to Congress and be like, "Hey, man, we're essential." So make sure you know how we donated a hundred thousand dollars to your oh, campaign. Fuck. Make sure we're essential. We're pretty essential. You know, like we're pretty essential. Like you know, like the carpenters unit. Hey, like construction is essential. Mm-hmm. Bankers, they have money in the lobbyists. Like bankers essential. are essential. You know, like you know, like cash checking places that falls under finances. I think all these you guys know, like, just got hammered together right, one day yeah. and just like uh, essential uh, Taco Bell. No, ice. yeah, no. Who Whatever. who donated to us? Okay, they're essential. I got a hundred thousand dollars. I owe these guys. You know what I mean? The yeah. plumbers union, they're essential. You know what I mean? So the, what the barbers don't have is we don't have a union. We don't have a lobbyist. We're independent contractors, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with our industry is we're, we we want to be so independent, right? It's a blessing and it's a curse, right? So we didn't have anyone lobbying for the nail salons or hair salons or barber shops. Because no, and so it's like, oh, cool, we can shut these guys down. Look like we're hard asses. Take power and keep everyone scared, right? Mm-hmm. While all the people who contribute to us will keep them open, right? And that's exactly what happened. You know, there's a lot of you got a lot of love and like the community backing right. for sure. Is everything right. on, on your Instagram? Right. Or I mean, people dude, coming in to give, give show since support. The, since we decided to open up and we did open up and we stood our ground. We got the service cease and assist. And we didn't care. I mean. Obviously, the media helped us out a lot. I'm not sure if they wanted to help us out, but it did help us out. How did that come to be? The, so I was cutting hair on Wednesday, the Wednesday before May 1st, which was Friday. So two days before. I'm getting called. I'm cutting hair undercover. I'm like, you know, blinds are down, closed. Hey, one person at a time. Hey, wait in your car until I call you. <laughs> You're being you know, like I'm covert. like the speakeasy barbershop. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like you press a button, all of it turns yeah, into yeah, you know, yeah. salons. And if like anyone that. comes in, I'm like, oh, this is my grandpa. I'm just cutting in. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my cousin, you know, Keith Kurtz. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, he's a, the red-headed, blue-eyed guy. You know what I mean? That's my Shit. cousin. Uh, but anyway, so, so I, I'm working Wednesday. It's like 1130. I get a call 
just a random number. So I put it out. I put it on my social media. Tons and tons of people started sharing it. Like, oh, look, Primo's going to open. Primo's going to open. They can't open. They can't open. Like, no, no. Like, they, So, like, tons of salon girls got a hold of it and were like, oh, my God. You know, like, how dare he? Like, you know, he's going to hurt our industry. He's, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's just an asshole. So, like, t- most people were against it at first, right? And so. Was it more so out of, out of them salty that they're not reopening or th- that you were endangering people's I think, lives? I think both. I think the. The liberal side of the house was like, oh my gosh, he's he's going to, you know, like, he's going to start die. a pandemic here in Vacaville. But a lot of it was like, oh man, like, we're not brave enough to do it. So how come he gets to do it? Like, he just can do that? Like, no, like, someone needs to stop this guy kind of thing, right? So it was more of that, I would say, than anything, right? Mm. But there was tons of people secretly like, good, finally someone, finally someone has balls enough to stand up, right? Like, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, they might go to jail, but... You know, like, but at least he's he's doing something, right? So, were you prepared to go to jail? I like, was, just in case. Like, I was. Okay. I was prepared. To, I mean, I worked the county jail, man. That would have been like heaven, bro. Those guys okay. would have given me like burritos Wands every back. night. Yeah, well, <laughs> they probably would have given me a duty belt, and I would have just helped oh, them all out. You know, shit. like I would have been by myself in a, in a place, and they, you know, to will deal the cigarettes, conj- conj- all the conjugal visits. Who knows? Absolutely. You know, who knows what would have happened, right? <laughs> So give haircuts in there. Yeah, like I was not scared about going to Salon County Jail. I mean, I you know I would have been a king there. Yeah, but <laughs> so so then so then we um so oh like I, I want to say some local news reporter. I was I was here on Tuesday night mm-hmm. and I was setting up a bunch of shirts that I was going to give away to people just for showing up and being brave too, right? And we were like, oh, you know, it's going so a uh, news crew just happened to drive by like hey can we stop and talk to you uh we heard a rumor that you're gonna open up i'm like yep i am i'm gonna open up on the first so they do like a little interview and, and that's all i thought okay that's cool it's gonna be on like channel four bay area news i don't watch bay area news but did you know who the the news people were or no i think show? it was nbc bay area okay that was the very first one that's that came local. they did like a five minute interview with me and that was that I'm like that was kind of cool like you know like i'm not shy of the media when I was a highway patrolman, I used to talk to them all the time about crashes or scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm familiar with talking to them and kind of what how they're gonna, what kind of questions they're gonna ask. And I was, again, I was trying to be bold. So I thought, I think maybe their sister company on, you know, 13 levels later was um, CNN. You're breathtaking. So, oh, and so they started like, hey, you got all these patches, like. So I think the story for them was like, hey, this guy's a former law enforcement, former marine, and he wants to buck the system. Hmm. This is like, some spicy. Yeah, content. like this. This go. is good. Like, you know, like we can make this. We can spin this to like the whole Hollywood Marines are assholes. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing, right? In their like, muscle cars. Who does, yeah, who does this guy think he is, right? Yeah. So, so CNN calls and they're like, "Hey, we're, we have this lady. She wants to interview you live in 30 minutes. Is, are you cool with it?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "She's a big deal." And I'm like, "I've never. I, I don't watch CNN." Who was it? Uh. Some lady. Some lady. Some gray hair. No, she's actually uh, young. Yeah. 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 Right, well, what do I know? Like they're gonna, they're, CNN's gonna put somebody. Old yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're gonna get some eye candy. No, she, there. I think she, she was low key, um, probably one of their top news anchors. I, mm. I forget her name because again, I don't watch. It wasn't CNN. Anderson Cooper. No, no, no. It wasn't. Been. It wasn't Anderson Cooper. I, know, I don't um, even watch. Yeah, I don't, news, I, you know? unfortunately, I can't tell you who it is. Um, but she was this young, like pretty lady that was, I guess, really popular mm-hmm. on the show. Good interview. Good. Like I went, thought it was good. a great interview. Now everyone, of course, I knew. I knew exactly what I knew exactly what was going to happen when I interviewed with CNN. I knew their 
viewpoint, and I knew how they were going to spin it. Um, she was actually pretty, like, I could tell that she wanted to be like, oh, I feel for you. You know, like, I, yeah, I get it, but aren't you worried? Like, I've had coronavirus. Like, you can't tell me it's not scary. You know, like, she that had, was, she I guess she had it, right? Wow. And so I was like, hey, lady, you got over it, and you're fine. You're young and healthy. I'm young and healthy. I'm not worried about it. Like, this is not the scary, like, monster that everyone's making it to be. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, the people that are scared and worried or, or maybe in this threshold, they should stay home. Mm -hmm. But everyone else, we should we can't shut down a world economy for a pandemic that kills less people than the whooping cough did this year. There's the mentality of uh, uh, like the not mentality, but the the herd immunity, right? Of just everybody going out, get it. Mm -hmm. go, the, for the young, healthy folks, I, it's like oh, I'm bullshit. I mean, if you look at happen. the news today, I mean, this is months later or two, you know, a month and a half later. Yeah. The news today is like scientists are like worried that. The coronavirus is disappearing so fast that they're not going to be able to give like a real good like test period for all these vaccines that are coming out, right? Mm -hmm. Think about that. The scientists are worried that coronavirus is going to go away before they can test the vaccines. It's going away? I thought we were, or the I, cases were spiking. I know. I know. Who I do think, I believe? Who are you supposed to believe? I think here? the cases are spiking, but we're talking about antibodies. We're not talking about the actual cases. And it, the more people you test, the more people that are going to have it. I mean, that's just a factual you know, statistic, right? Mm -hmm. So before we were testing five people a day, today we're testing 500 people a day. So you're going to find more people with the antibody or, or even the virus, right? right? But that also means that that's less and less and less people that are dying, right? So now you have out of 100,000 people, you know, like 10 were dying, right? Now you have a million people and 10 are dying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or you have 2 million people and 10 were dying. So now your, your death ratio is going way down, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it didn't have any, like the data didn't add up. So she, so they called me out of nowhere. I, I was happy about it. Um, she did come at me a little sideways when I was like, "Hey, you know, like they're they're not they're letting felons out of jail. They're not going to put me in jail." Because she's like, "Aren't you worried you're going to get fined and go to jail?" I'm like, "No, I'm not worried. You know, like." And these are the reasons why. She's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're not letting anyone out of jail." I'm like, "Apparently, you haven't been watching the California news. You've been watching CNN, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because you're not you're not really well informed." So. The next day, I'm, I'm not even, let's not even, I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. The next minute, one minute, right? My phone blows up every, I mean, I couldn't hang it up and talk to people fast enough, right? And all of them, all of them were like, F you, I hope you f die, I hope your kids this? die. It's all CNN watchers. Cause you know, they're the left. Oh, and so the, all they did was Google Primo's Barbershop Backerville, find my cell phone number, which is attached to that. I, I mean, right. I, I, mean, I didn't care. And they called the shop phone and they're like, you Piece of shit. Hope you die. These are just you, screaming. You're a monster. I fucking know. Like, oh, they're going to send the cops. I know they're coming right now to get you. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. Have a nice day. <laughs> you're like, uh, and, but here's the thing. I knew I wasn't going to be ever to be able to pay for that much media. Oh, God. You know how many millions of dollars that would have cost me to, to get outreach that many people in America for, just to throw. And I had it perfectly. I mean, if you watch the video, the CNN video, mm -hmm. I mean, I had, I was in winter, so I had like this Primo's chalkboard right so i set up my phone perfectly nice and i was right like pre and i was wearing my primo shirt and i'm like primos you know? <laughs> that's like it's why not dude? right that's so i was like man this is an opportunity i can't pass up right so i'm i'm primoing it and then um and then i also knew on some end i'm like dude i'm gonna stir up this liberal base but that means fox is gonna call me i already knew it mm -hmm. i knew it in my heart so i'm getting all these calls and i'm like yeah dude my instagram my Facebook page is blowing up. Everything's blowing up. And I like, even people were like, 
you know, like leaving bad reviews on Yelp because they're so mad they're at like me, right? So, I'm, but I'm getting like millions of Yelp reviews, but they're, you know, like they're all bad. So I'm like, just wait, just wait, it's fine. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, Juan, like, what have you done? Like, oh my gosh, you, why did you interview with them? Like, I'm like, cause, like, trust me, this is gonna be a good thing, right? So, but you're talking about out of a thousand people, one maybe had like, wow, you, thank you so much for standing up for it. You know, like that's awesome what you're doing, right? So. Fast forward to Friday. Friday, I open up, and Carlson Tucker called me on Thursday, or the producer for Carlson Tucker at Fox News. Really? Which, you know, blew out her her base by 10, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I, again, I don't even really watch Carlson Tucker, to be honest with you. I didn't, I had no idea who the guy was. Mm. I'm just new as Fox, I just knew of Fox the News. The name's, Fox right. is familiar. Fox is familiar. Yeah, right? yeah, and I, I knew it was a conservative base, public. you know, program, and I'm like, they're gonna spin it more on my angle. Mm. And so they're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna interview you on that day, like five o'clock in the evening. We'll Skype you. Can you set it up? So I set it up over here in my little station. And great interview. And he was very pro. Like I can't believe that CNN lady would even consider. Oh, like, they brought it up. And yeah, they're, they're like, who is she to tell you? Like you know, like she's making a hundred thousand dollars a year. She didn't get a pay cut. Her hair looked amazing, right? Well, you know, so they're <laughs> they're definitely spinning it. And I'm like, look, you know, we're Americans. We can't be living in fear. It's not American. This is not the example we should have taught our kids. Like, hey, when things get bad, run and go hide and shelter in place. Panic purchase. Right. Fear. Fear is number one. Right. And and what a poor lesson. Seriously, mm-hmm. like, and that's really the message I want is like, hey, look, we, we can't shut down an economy. We can't shut down in fear. It's un-American. Let's open back up. Let's get things back in order because this is going to be worse than the than the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. This response that we've got is going to ruin our, our nation. The and fear it itself spread so much more wildly. That was what I was most upset out the gate is just... People freaking out and right. then just acting a fool, buying everything. My and buddy couldn't even get formula for his baby. I mean, formula, toilet. I mean, toilet paper. It's not H H one N one was where you crapped yourself. You know what I mean? This one was just, you know, every other day. Who cares about toilet paper? People are just America's stupid now. I lost a lot of faith. We're we're a, a stupid stupid country right now. <laughs> like if toilet paper was, I'm ashamed. Like. I'm just ashamed of it. Hand sanitizer. Hands, I'm just, just come on, like, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. You know, I I didn't go and serve my country, serve my community, serve my state, to for people to act and ask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then for them to tell people that they're who's essential, who's not. You know, like who can provide for their family, who can't. You know, like oh, everyone stay home, don't go out, don't go parks, don't go do this, don't do that. You know, if we would have taken the trillions of dollars we spent on this and we've lost from this, mm-hmm. and 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 set up like elderly response we could have taken a portion of this right set up a one hell of an elderly response team right because that's who was really at at risk 65 and older or people with like mitigating health factors right yeah we could have set up a response team that dealt with them we could have had i mean we could have we could have turned that we could you know because america's lacking on elder on elder like support anyways you know what i mean we're we're totally lacking and and these people help build our country, and we're failing them, right? And then now we have a pandemic that somewhat targeted them. We got to call with their pants down and nobody... Right, so these people were legitimately fearful. We should have circled the wagons around them, provided them with freaking delivery systems that were sanitary and clean as possible. We could have provided them with medical that was, you know, up to date and freaking... You know, we could have had Meals on Wheels, like, re re reinvented. I mean, 
you name it, we could have we could have set the, these people that were at risk up. This pandemic definitely caught us with our pants down, or just in, I, in the realm well, of possibilities, caught, I never saw this happening. It I didn't caught think it was us. Possible. It caught us. The price is wrong, bitch. It caught us in a in a situation where in America, where being a victim is cool. Yes. And so then we Playing all got to be victims, right? And then the the. The only ones who could save us are these irrational politicians that come up with just whimsical ideas. And they right? flip-flop their goddamn ideas. And the masks, so, don't wear masks. Wear masks. Yeah, don't wear masks. Wear masks. This time. Don't, you know, like, you know, I mean, even the, the, the thought of 100% sanitizing everything is, you know, there's scientists and doctors are like, dude, that's totally not the right response. Like some germs on you. need some germs. You need to go in the sand. You need to go in the sun. You need to go out there. You know what I mean? Um, just what a shame. What a shame, Arlie. But that's what we get for having 80-year-old people run our nation. You know what I mean? That's what it's, we get for having the left. The only the only response is, um, you know, victim. Victimness. Victimhood. It, to, Victimhood. To play know? a victim, to, to idolize becoming a victim, and, like, to strive for becoming a victim instead of somebody that can just do it themselves. Or not just do it themselves, but, but take responsibility right and it's just sucks seeing so well, and then and then so much that on the, and then on the the so after tucker carlson which was a great interview mm -hmm. you so if i had let's call it a thousand phone calls before i had ten thousand now that were like your phone just steaming in your just hand. steaming <laughs> like where can we send you money where can we buy your shirts where can we buy your hats where you are an american you're a patriot thank god for you you know like finally someone stood up but so, it just it just avalanched on all the poor, on all the poor responses I got. It yeah. just so now I mean people are sending coins, they're sending patches. I mean, again, like where CNN brought me me some notoriety, Fox just over the top. Over the top. It's, just, it's good. It's I'm been glad nothing you got but that. positive responses. We've been we've been every single chair has been full every single day since May first, and. I mean, it's almost been to the point where it's not fun. I mean, it's still fun, right? <laughs> right, right. But, like, you know, cutting – where we're, we're used to cutting two people an hour, which is, you know, eight hours a day. That's, you know, that's 19 people a day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, or 16 people a day or whatever it is. But now we're cutting, like, 35, 40 people a day. That's a lot – each of us. You're earning a, it all over again. We're, yeah, we're, I mean, we're definitely making making everything back that we lost and then some. But – um. and, and – so guess what? Nothing else has happened. We haven't got that cease and desist that we got served. Probably helped us because we mm -hmm. we threw it back in the city's face. Like, oh look, look at the city of Vacaville doesn't. They want to shut us down. They don't want us to be open. They don't have our back. They don't have our back. They don't. They want to say that you know, but there's you know, like they're not any help. They weren't any help at all. But that's unfortunate. Guess yeah. what? When they got put on blast, they didn't want any more. Nothing. They didn't want nothing else. They want. They probably wished. That they never heard of Primos before. Do you think that the the recognition that you get is also sh negative on their end for not? I mean, it, it's from their end. It's like, do they go against say, well, the governing I, rule and say, I'm "Hey, saying, we're supporting our local guy"? I'm saying yes. So look, the problem was that you have leaders like Ron Rollette and the some of his city council groupies or whatever, and. They're like trying to answer to the governor. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, we want to make sure that the governor, like, dang, the primo's on the air. We have to, we have to re respond. And the way we're going to respond is we're going to serve him a cease and desist, and hopefully, you know, like since he's a cop and he's a marine, he'll 
back down. And if we can back down this copper marine, he'll follow orders. Everyone, yeah, he'll follow orders. Yeah. And then no one, I mean, if we punk this guy, no one else is going to take a stand. And then we don't have to worry about it again. Well, the exact opposite happened. You know what I mean? They picked the wrong dude. Um, I stood up to him, and then they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, why does everyone hate us? Like, why is everyone mad at us? You know, like, unfortunately, the Vacaville PD was involved by serving the citation. Now, they didn't write the citation out or, or the cease and desist, right? That was a city attorney office. Mm -hmm. And I, I think Vacaville PD should have taken the stance. The chief of police should have been like, hey, this is an administrative citation. There's no way we're, my officers are going to get involved. We don't want to be pictured on Facebook. You deal with that. You can certify mail that to that guy. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be served by, by, and that's what they should have done, but they didn't. And they, they chose. And so the backlash on on them doing that, that's on them. Mm -hmm. It's not on me. They, and then you can't serve one guy a cease and desist and not serve all the other people that you know are, are open. Are there other people Oh, open yeah. Yet? There's other there's a, a salons open. There's other stores of different types open. I'm not going to sit here and snitch because I'm all for them. <laughs> I'm all for them opening. You know what I mean? I think every shop should have been open. If we would have taken a stand as a city and been like, Pfft, yeah, right. Okay, go. Can't come take serve, us all down. Come service all season assists because we're all going to open. Right. This is all farce, right? If we would have done that day one, then then Vacaville would have had to been forced to say, hey, we're a sanctuary city. Like a couple cities did. And that's what they should have done. They should have said, hey, we're a sanctuary city. If you have a state license or you have a county license, that's on you. You can yeah. like go out like a sanctuary city is, is opened. Or well, okay, what, what so a sanctuary, a sanctuary city, city on, on the left liberal side is like, hey, if you're an illegal citizen here, right. here in uh, San Francisco, yeah, you're illegal, but we're not going to, if we stop you and arrest you, we're not going to tell ICE. We're not going to tell, like, we're keeping it within our, we're, you're allowed to be here. You're safe here. We're not going to send anyone to you on our city level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, we're going to, we're not going to help the state or the, or the, or the federal level either try to get you out of here, right? Gotcha. Well, and the same thing could have been used in Vacaville. You could have said, like, hey, Vacaville. We're a sanctuary city. We're not going to allow, we're not going to close you down. We're not going to send our police officers. We're not going to send our code enforcers. We're not going to spend our money. We're not going to shut down the park. If you guys go, go at your own risk. Like, is there, is our license covered under the state? Is our, you know, whatever, is some licenses covered in the county event? But we're not saying you have to close, but you have to deal with that on your own. Mm -hmm. That's, we're, we're not going to tell on you. We're not going to take phone calls from these concerned citizens snitching on you. We're just going to be like, hey, it's just, they can do what they want. That's their constitutional right. How is you We're staying not, open? Like, say there's the scared Karen in her house across the street, and there she's called. What are what is you opening going to do to affect nothing, her health? Nothing. No one's dragging her in here. No. No one's dragging her son in here. No one's dragging her husband in here. No one's dragging anyone in here. You're you know? taking the risk by coming and in if, if and, you're that scared. And and the repercussion is like you'll never come to my shop and you won't you won't utilize it right because you don't believe in what I did. But guess what? You're the exact kind of client I don't want. Mm -hmm. if, if if you feel that way, if you feel that Primo's Barbershop is something you can't support because you weren't brave enough to, to see through this farce of a pandemic, then you're exactly the client I don't want in here. Then stay out. Yeah, yeah, I want all the bold citizens of Vacaville. I want all the true, you know, red bleeding Americans to come in here and that will show me support, will support my barbers, will support the idea that, hey, we have a right to stand up. We have a right to be essential. We have a right to feed our families and no one and nothing's gonna stop us, you know? So beckoning back to what you said about making what you do who you are, you'd say cutting hair is what you do, but standing, staying open is who you are. Right, staying open is who we are. Um, being American is who we are. 
being fathers, being providers is who we are. Being mothers, being providers is who, you know, some of our barbers are. You know, like, you know, and that's important. That's important that, and that, that's important for them to be able to say too. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, on, on some level, I could have hidden winters this whole time and cut hair, and my shops would still be open. No one was going to shut me down. But it wasn't about that. It was about standing up and, take, and making a stand and being an example. And I think that's, that's what the city, the state, the county, even the nation needs. We need examples. We need people to lead by example. We need people to say, hey, we're going to go take that hill instead of, hey, go take the hill. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's easy for me to point you to your death and say, go take that hill. Go do it. And I'll be back here watching you. But it's, it's, it's less easy to be like, hey, follow me. We're going to go take that hill. Right? Together. But who are the people that you want to follow? You don't want to follow people that just give you the orders. You want people that lead you in the battle. And that's, and I've learned that in the Marine Corps, and, that's, I, and I still believe that to this day. Leaders are people that would not do anything that, would not ask anything of you that they weren't willing to do. And, and do it first, and do it do it wholeheartedly. That's part of a like experience. Like for my first job out of college, I learned what I, the exact opposite of what I wanted in a boss. Just mm-hmm. the worst work experience ever. But working with my pops sometimes in uh, the landfill, it's like he'll get down in the, the trenches with you, pick paper, do whatever grunt work, but then he'll get in his truck and drive around. But it's like you know he went through all that. He mm-hmm. understands. I, I, there's something to expect out of a leader America that does it with you. Again. America needs to be okay with, with, with starting somewhere and the end goal being somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Instead of starting here. Because then there's nothing there's nothing to gain after that. Well, we it's, just be it's given stuff. instant. We want instantaneous gratification instead of the, the years and it I, takes. You know, people want to blame it on millennials. I want to blame it on the millennials' parents for giving them everything without, you know, like I want to blame it on like the trophy parents. I want to blame it on the soccer parents that that said, oh, little Johnny should be playing. And how dare yeah, you. Participation awards. Yeah, participation don't you awards. love them? I want to blame it on the parents that don't that don't support the teachers who are like, hey, little Johnny was a jerk today. I put him in attention. But these parents are going like, hey, not my Johnny, not my Johnny. How dare you? You know, you need to give my Johnny. My, if my Johnny's failing, it's your fault. You I'm know? hearing horror stories from my friends that are teachers about there, there's no repercussions, there's no discipline for kids these days because the school's too scared to discipline them because the parents will get involved. They'll get sued or whatever. We're at a point in time I mean, where the students are in charge. Like, I guarantee you no one failed this year. You don't think so? Oh no! <laughs> there's no, there's no senior. I mean, this is this is a, a failing senior's wet dream. Oh my god! You know right, I mean? don't have to go in. Yeah, dude, don't have to go in. You're gonna pass me. I'm gonna do miscellaneous work on the computer, and you're a jerk if you, because then I'm gonna be like, well, you weren't here to teach me. You know, the, the, victim, the victim, right? right? Oh, and then, give me a grade. And you're, you gotta graduate. I uh, d- um. I was part of a Zoom and I was doing an article for the preschoolers and winners because they do Zooms like once a week just to see each other's friends and all of them, there's one kid just digging into his nose at yeah. the bottom. They're in Star, one kid had a Boba Fett hat on or Chewbacca mask. And yeah. It's just, these kids, it's like they don't see the pandemic. They see ways to hang out with each other. They, it's like there's an innocence there that well, you know what, I love and they want to be with each other. You know other. the good thing about, I mean, there's always silver lining to everything, right? Mm-hmm. I saw more kids on their bikes hanging out than I've ever seen in the last 10 years. Yeah. You go to winters, kids are on their bikes, roam around, and you're like, dang, good. People uh, are outside. People are outside. Everyone yeah. wants to go on runs. Everyone wants to go hike. Pina Adobe was bursting at the seams, and guess what? They started letting people in for free. I mean, things that, things that, I mean, we could have spent trillions of dollars on getting people to eat right. We can get spent trillions of dollars on people to exercise correctly. I mean, we but we wasted it. We wasted it. We're in, 
And guess what? All these millennials that were serving at Red Robin or freaking working at Pietro's Pizza or wherever it was, right? Do you think they want to go back to work? They're they making, were making more so much good money on unemployment, and we're promising them more. They're like, uh, and now they're getting called back to work. They're like, mm, why do I want to do that? But can we wait till the 18th when my next unemployment is, you know? You know, Cash and it it's like our, our work ethic has, has tumbled in this country, oh, and it, this just is like we just propped up another uh, another um, another excuse for them to be victims. Excuse, yeah. excuses and victimhood. We gave them. You, we're not. They're not even victims. We're just handing it to them. Do you think uh, this it's a participation war? It is. It's a part, you know here. You were part of COVID nineteen. We survived. Yeah, 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 survived. yeah. Here's another check. Do you think we'll there'll be more of an appreciation for things that are lost? I went to the gym anytime fitness and winners for the first time in months, and it was just the Hallelujah oh, yeah. chorus. There's so many things that I don't want to take for granted. Well, even here in the barbershop, I mean, bless our supporters' hearts. Like even today, I mean, this is we've been open now since May first, so it's a month and a half in, mm-hmm. and people are still handing us, you know, like one person here a day at least gets a hundred dollar. Like, thank you so much for being open. No. Sh- yeah, I mean, we, we didn't see generosity like that before. People are just grateful to be feeling normal again. And what a great way to feel normal. Just come get a haircut, look fresh, leave feeling good. Like, oh, okay, I can get out here. I can go God to the damn, gym. you helped me out, dude. Yeah, I was I, like... I, I go to the gym and look like a, like, like a boss again. You know, like, these girls on Tinder will actually meet me for a date now. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> Instead I of just getting laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to Zoom my, my dates anymore. Just Photoshop your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Just whatever. These girls can get their nails done. You know... <laughs> we're, we, you know, I think that we're gonna get back on track. Hopefully, everyone takes this as like with a grain of salt and learns to not take stuff that we we had for granted. But also, hopefully, they take it like, hey, we should have never. This should have never been taken to, from us in the first place. Mm-hmm. How dare they do? And if they tried again, if they try to say, oh, the second round of whatever, the second wave, or or 2021's COVID nineteen relapse with is you the know, second wave mut- mutant. You know, strand. We need to come back in. I hope people are like, no, no, we did that before and it didn't work. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna stay out here. You go hide. I think people are starting to become more awakened, especially what what a perfect storm 2020 is. The COVID oh keeping God. people inside. Their their angst is just growing, and growing, and then um, George Floyd. George Floyd. And that is just erupted. There, there, Atlanta. I mean, I mean, yeah, Atlanta. Everything more recently screwed, as well. You know, that was last night or a couple nights ago. Like. Everything's under scrutiny, and what do you expect? What like, you know? On a side note, for for about twenty four hours, everyone, everyone in America agreed that that cop murdered that man mm-hmm. unjustly, and everyone, every cop agreed that about that. Every politician agreed with it. Every family that was white, black, Mexican, Asian agreed with it, right? And so we had this. We had this amazing moment of agreement that we're that everyone there wasn't a single person who was like, oh, you know, like come on, let's give that guy some, you know, we we gotta see the whole story. No, the whole story was out there, and everyone was on the same page. We were united. We were united for Good less, but, but less than twenty four hours, it all went to crap, and now we're we're more divided than we were before. It's uh, we, you know we want people to apologize for their skin color. We want people to apologize for having an opinion. Perhaps. Having opinions. We want people to apologize for. For you know, supporting the president, we want people to apologize for supporting police. We want people to apologize for not being black enough. We want people to be apologized for you know, for you know, like, well, I'm Hispanic too. What about me? You know, and the, the, what about us? What about us? What about us? What about? So it's just, it's, 
but but it was a perfect storm. You have you have these young generations that are sitting in their house stewing for two months, mm-hmm. and so now we have all these experts saying, "Hey, you know, like COVID nineteen is a real big thing. Don't don't go out in groups of ten unless you're protesting." Unless then, you're protesting. Then for some reason, COVID-19 is not COVID real. acknowledges Acknow- that you're... Yeah, you're COVID s- acknowledges, <laughs> you know, all the standards and whatever you guys uphold, and you won't be infected. However, if you're trying to reopen a Manel shop today, you're wrong. You're scum. Yeah, you're scum. Scum. And you're going to get COVID-19, and everyone in your shop's going to get COVID-19. <sighs> you know what I mean? If those riders don't take their skateboard and smash windows yeah, yeah. And, and... I mean... That's ruining it for all the Think about that, too. Like, look at, think about that, too. Like, all these businesses that are just getting back open... Are now having to board up, you know. It's a, it's been a, it's a. Twenty twenty's been a month. It really has. Hopefully, Man. it's a trial, and we're at one end of the spectrum, and we can get through together. Together seems like such a made-up word these days. But what's the opposite end of the spectrum from all the bullshit we're through right now? If we can earn it, if we well, can get there. For me, I, I think it's just, I just hope that our pendulum has swung all the way to whatever side. Yeah. You know, like how much more can we? I mean, we're ruining. We're ruining monuments to World War II veterans. We're ruining, you know, people are. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, they're facing the Lincoln Memorial. They're they're tearing down statues of police officers, or you know, I mean, there's so much hatred. There's just so So much much division, so much hatred. I mean, they're people are tearing down statues of people that like like helped abolish slavery, right? Because they're just like, oh, this is an old statue, you know, like. There's no thought processing it. It's like they just want to loot, destroy, pillage, and and you know like it's it's with whatever the the peaceful protest was trying to accomplish. Who knows if these guys are paid off? Who knows of what alternatives there right. are? Yes, they're angry, but what the f- are you doing? Well, if you if you and if you look, I mean, there's so much deep conversation that can go into this. But if you, I mean. You look at these kids spray painting BLM all over the place, and all cops are bad, AC, AB, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen one image of a young black man spray painting that. It's Not always all. been young white kids or. I've seen videos of the black guys t- like taking the spray cans out and of these like, kids' so, hands. So, like, so who are, are you to tell? Who are you to spread this message that our lives matter? Because when you spray paint and you vandalize and you destroy things. If it has BLM all over it, it's gonna look like it's like, like a gang tag almost. Well, it's well not that. It's just that if Black Lives Matters and your the point is to destroy monuments and graffiti them, then you're sending the message that that like young black people who have a, a belief in this right are the ones who did this or caused this damage, right? So you're basically causing damage and getting it blamed on them. The people you're supposed to be helping, right? Right. And so, so there, I do think, uh, on a conspiracy level, like there are people getting paid to, to spread this disease and and make one community look worse than another community, and because division, division is what pays the bills. It gets ratings, stuff. doesn't it? it Conflict. Those, oh man, it they love rating, it. It gets those votes. It, ha- it hampers elections. Isn't it? What better oh, way? What better way to keep ratings up? And it's sweet to just turn I mean, everything political to. I mean, if you got stacks of bricks being dropped off in a, a, a known, it's like what is this doing here? There's yeah, no, there's no construction doing? anywhere. I mean, there, I mean, but again, we could spend podcast after podcast dissecting, but conspiracies. The conspiracies. We'll go over yeah. rounders, flatters, yeah. or something like that. But you know what? Like on some level, this division, I, I, I'm just praying that the pendulum is swung 
And we, we have to come back correct. How do you think we can do that? Uh, one of the questions I had for you was, you know, the world's getting hairy out there. How do we get this fresh new haircut? How do we just pull through out of all this bullshit? Seems so far-fetched. Mm -hmm. Everybody, it's, it's like police are, they're animals. They're bloodthirsty animals. It doesn't matter if they're husbands or, or brothers, dads. Well, you know what? I mean, again, I was law enforcement. I, I feel, I feel awfully for for police officers that are put in these positions. I also feel for the public, you know. Absolutely. Um, I feel for, I, I feel that, that, that there's been enough um, poor policing out there that does, but you're talking about like very few. Look, there's rape, rapists that are barbers. There's murderers that are barbers. There's child molesters that are barbers. But so does that mean we never, none of us are ever gonna get a haircut ever again? No, you don't ban barbering from America because, you know, 2% of us are, are animals and villains and pure evil, right? And same with policing. You have 2% of all, you know, all law enforcement officers that are just downright criminals. And you can't, no one's going to defend that, mm -hmm. including, especially, probably, especially officers, right? And, and they, there does need to be some oversight and stuff done. And, uh, but... But that's not what's happening here. They're, they're trying to just ban a whole... They want to get rid of police, defund the police, where... that that For me, so, I can't get on board so, with that. So, so here's what I say. I say, and this is just asshole Juan, right? What does asshole Juan have to say? Well, asshole Juan says, that, that, let's do it. Let's just, let's do like four or five major cities, defund them. Baltimore, just... Chicago, you know, Minneapolis where this happened. Maybe LA. Just it's uh, kind of a little bit close to me, but hit, hit the purge button. Yeah. Give, give them a, and just some... be like, you know what? There's no more. I hope. I, I, I mean, I would love to see an entire department just be like, you know what? Fine, we, we resign. That'd Effective. be a hard lesson to learn. And and what a lesson! The state police would ha would be overwhelmed. The federal police would be overwhelmed. And, but but this is truly what some of these mayors are and city councils are actually literally calling. I mean, t tonight in Fairfield, California. On the table is to defund Fairfield PD. That the, you know, the Richmond PD has been oh, the God. mayor is calling for Richmond PD to save seventy million, or the city to save seventy million by defunding the Richmond Police Department. Let's just let's just let that happen to like four or five, and just people will die. People will people die. People will die. People will be like, wow. And 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 all, you know what? I say let's let let it happen in, in LA and Beverly Hills, where all these movie stars who are pushing it. Let's let them deal with that. You know what I mean? And and then be like, you know what? Open your doors. You know what I mean? Everybody's Show, this is and, all peaceful. Uh, and you guys aren't allowed to have guns. By no, the guns? no guns. No guns. No no private security. You're if this is what you're saying, then we want to. You get you get to live these lives. I bet you those same actors and same athletes and same they got bodyguards. They're gonna be like, you know what? We change our mind. Police are important. Please. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, firemen would just be running rag too. It's um. I was thinking about it. Why? Why defund police? Why uh, pump money into it? Develop some programs. Say d get local police that know the area. They're born and raised in that area, and they know the people. And well, how about like, fund know, training? Training. I, I know every single department is probably behind on all their training. You know why? Because there's budget cuts. Because they can't send people to AOSD. They can't send people to you know like uh, you know felony evasion classes. They can't send people to, you know, how to interact, inter interaction classes. You know, there's, there's a lack of training. Um, and the reason why there's a lack of training is because 
the police are spending all their money on like equipment and lawsuits and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when so it's like in ca- body cameras and I'm not saying these things aren't important. They are, but but you can have a body camera of a man about to tase a police officer who's armed, and that police officer shoots him, and then the man gets fired. The other man who punched you, the cops, ran away from him, has a, a you know a huge criminal record, you know beat his kids and was out on pro- probation because of COVID-19, right? Mm-hmm. But he was supposed to be in there for seven years, but he got let out, right? And you can have this man be the martyr, and these cops are fired. And their, their, their own mayor is calling them, and their own police chief is resigning. You know, that's what happened in Atlanta. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. This guy, this, look, if I was a police officer and you had a taser on me, I, I know what a taser can do. You know why? Because I've been tased. You've been tased before. So I know I know I have no chance at all of recovering from that tase for five seconds, right? And that's if he doesn't pull the trigger again, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's, if he wants to come up and grab my gun, that's his gun. You can now. do it anyway. He, like, how yeah. long are you stunned for? When you're tased, five seconds. You're... It's five seconds, and it's like having a muscle cramp in your leg, but your entire body. You can't move. That. You can't move. That's why when you see like people get tased, they're like, boom. It's just a board. Face first, teeth all out. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a hell of a thing. And those barbs in you, you like the you get, barbs like, in uh, you, and you're you're done, right? So if, if you're coming at me with my taser that I when I know that taser can do. That's a that you're gonna use deadly force on me, mm-hmm. and maybe the taser, it's, the being tased itself won't kill me. But what you're gonna do to me, while I'm while that taser is on me, what you're gonna take away from me? Now you're talking. About, now we're talking about deadly force. Right. You know what I mean? And it's and just so, the, what an impossible job it is. It's you can't. You it, can't it's win. You can't how, win. how are you supposed to? Sorry, sorry for inconveniencing you. And this, that's what this, I'm saying. This criminal. I think, like I said, the pendulum has to go all the way, and the, and I think one of the ways that that's gonna happen is is you're gonna to have to have a major city or or something be defunded, and we're gonna to have to, we're just gonna to have to sit back and watch it burn. Yeah, everyone's gonna to have to watch it, and we're gonna we're just gonna be disappointed. But but hopefully, hopefully that's enough to for people to be like, oh, that's why we need police. Because guess what, everyone, guess what, everyone figured out during COVID nineteen and the rioting, looting. Everyone, I mean, every, I don't care how left you are, how anti gun you are, every liberal person out there for a moment was like. That's why they want guns. We could protect ourselves a little bit. That's why 30-round clips are probably a good idea right now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like, if I could carry a gun, I maybe I wouldn't be a victim, you know? Make you feel a little more secure. Yeah. Um, dude, that's f***ing. That story of just staying open, it could, seems like simple, staying open, but the ratifications, hopefully that is like pushing the snowball off the cliff, and it just keeps rolling and rolling and... Right. God hopefully, damn it. Hopefully people remember it. Remember it or can be inspired by it, mm-hmm. uh, to act by it, and it just seemed like you're just being your authentic self. Yeah. Like I'm staying on oh, the Oh yeah. Fuck. I mean Asshole. But being an asshole and being stubborn <laughs> has gotten me really far in life. And again it's it's pit it's you know, five step forwards and luckily it's only like one step back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So far. But One will kill you. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, you shot me in the ass. You know, like, on this one, I won. Mm-hmm. I won. Like, no penalties. You won? I won. I'm number one. Number one? <laughs> number one winner. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. It had to feel good, though. It did. To, it to did kinda... feel good. It felt good to win. And if I can win, if I have the courage, then anyone can. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because here's another thing, too, that 
our local governments and our even our big governments can't can't handle. They can't handle boldness. Being bold is too scary for them. Being bold, like wow, that guy knows his rights and he's and he's not put out, he's not scared. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna go mess with those hundred people who don't know their rights. They're a lot easier to deal with mm -hmm. than this guy. They're more compliant. They're more compliant. You know what? If we give this guy too much attention, then we're gonna look like losers. So let's not give him any more attention. Let's let him drop off the face of the earth. They're, they're burning and, up that tree. I mean, that, I'm, that's a win. That's still a win. It's all good. Hey, it's, it's all good. It's, I don't know, it just goes to show this is one prime example of what happens. Say, uh, what, what do I call it? It's defiance or non compliance. Non compliance, yeah. It's like, the f you gonna do about it? And, Comply to uh, what, though? I mean, I think that if it, I think that if it was, I think that if I didn't have a little bit of a grasp of our constitutional rights, then I would have no. Maybe I wouldn't have thought this far. Maybe I would have been a sheep too. Do you think more people should be? Should there be more education, oh, like yeah. in high school? All right, these are the rights. Absolutely. So people I mean, they, are more comfortable. I don't even know if they teach that in high school anymore. Oh, uh, they teach you the Pythagorean theorem, which yeah. I've used. No, I don't know no how many times, times since. Yeah. Uh, we don't learn how to do taxes or change tires or change oil or, or balance checkbook. What are, what's a checkbook? Yeah, I don't. Know. I I bet you there's people in who are 16 to 25. I bet you 50% of them have never, never filled out an envelope for postage. Not at all. Never. I they have uh, no idea how to send out a, any type of mail or. I, I knew this girl in high school. She did not know how to tell time from a traditional clock. She could only use digital clocks. Wow. She did, couldn't look at a rotor, uh, rotary clock, yeah, that, whatever yeah. it is. And she goes, how the hell do you not know? It it just baffles me. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we need to go back. We need to go back. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, we're so far. We've come so far. And we have, but, man, we need to bring back the basics. There's work. The work ethic is abysmal. If we don't know our constitutional rights, it's for a reason. Yeah. They're not teaching it. For a reason, you know what I mean. Mm. They're not teaching constitutional rights. This collective ignorance of let's even call it college. They're not. Yeah. They're not even teaching it there. You have all these people who like are really all like, "Yep, they can do it. They can do that. Yep, they can do it." Well, that's, that's the thing at the uh, college parties. Find a uh, uh, law enforcement major. And they ask about. So what can we do here or that? Mm -hmm, and they're kind mm -hmm. of the, the novelty. They they know their. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Mm -hmm. As far as the the books teach. As far as what they're allowed to know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, you have to major in American history to get constitutional knowledge in college. There's a, I think it's a Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown or Calvin and Hobbes. Yes. I, I think it's Charlie Brown. That's nobody's going to give you the knowledge to overthrow them. Yeah. Nobody, no institution will ever give no. you the knowledge to overthrow them. And I, like, that, that rings so true. That rings so true. So what way, what better way to keep us scared and, and, and following? And ignorance. Ignorance and fear. Ignorance and fear. Hand. It's like yeah. nice little gasoline fire action. Uh, I like to wrap up these these podcasts. I do it. It's called Off the Cuff. Ten questions that may or may not have anything to do with what we've been talking about. Right. They're just kind of quick. There's fun. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. So uh, what was your favorite piece of equipment to use in the military or like your favorite gun? Uh, M203, grenade launcher. Grenade launcher? Yeah. Like on the top of a Humvee? Just No, no. It's like on, on the bottom of your M16. You, oh. just, you just grab it and boof. Or you just... Fully erect the entire time. Yeah, oh, dude, it's it hurts awesome. weird if you don't have one. Like, just blast it. Oh, oh it's good stuff. When you see, <laughs> like a man. When, you, when you feel like you're blowing, when you are personally responsible and see what you've blown up, it's something. I mean, I'm sure guys and jets and like big naval missiles and that's cool, right? But when you f 
physically around the battlefield, you see that. Eesh. You feel a shockwave. Yeah, and like, that's, oh. that's you. That's that's got to feel pretty good. It is. It's a good feeling. <laughs> uh, ranch or blue cheese? Uh, neither. I, I neither. Hate, I hate condiments. What the hell? I hate condiments. You just have a burger. It's just a, a yeah fried piece of meat. Well, no, I'll do ketchup and mustard. Okay. And relish, but no. But outside of those, I, I just, don't do condiments. Just the basics. Yeah. Barbecue Even sauce. Kinder's, if if any. If Kinder's. Kinder's. Because Kinder's tastes like candy. Yeah. I don't know what the heck it is. It's sugar. It's good. Yeah. It's like yeah. very sweet. Um. All right. What's better, Pietro's one or Pietro's two? Ooh. That cheesy you know bread. Pietro's number one. That's the, that's one closest here, right? Right, right. Two right was over by Foster Freeze. And they have that. Two was good though. Look, two is more, two is more friendly. Two is more true to its, its originality. Mm -hmm. One is just mainstream. Like, oh, you're sexy if you're gonna one. But <laughs> I, I dimly lit. So I, yeah, it's dimly lit. It's got a <laughs> Gucci bar now. But the pizza, the pizza I, I ate there first. And so I'll always remember Pietro's number one. Absolutely. So it's always, even if it's the same, I mean, it is the same exact recipe, right? Mm -hmm. But I had it there first, and so it's Pietro's number so, one. Sometimes you can't, you can't yeah. indulge on it. What yeah. about their, their cheesy bread? Mm. That is just, it's just sunken in. There's like this You know, much I don't eat salad anywhere except for Pietro's. Oh, really? Their chef salad, so meaty and so cheesy. Oh, it's like It's like meat. It's These like Italians. Meat. It's yeah. primo, right? It's primo. It's so fucking. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. What kind of dog? Uh, smaller dogs. Smaller dog, like yeah. a like a corgi. Like a like a little pug. Or... Little pug. Pugs are so. Yeah, cute. they're cute. <laughs> they can't even breathe. Yeah. We've bred them such. Uh, uh, if you could give any historical figure a haircut, Ooh. who would it be? Well, shave Bob Marley and just. Oh gosh, that's yeah. a Elvis Presley. Elvis. Elvis Presley. Just gelling it just, up. And... Oh, give him the. The pompadour he wants, that guy has some hair. Put a, put a, but somebody look, that under guy, a... I mean, that guy had hair across the generations. I mean, he was oh, yeah. clean clad in the military, haircuts. And he he was the, in the he, military. He, what? Yeah, he was. Army dog. <laughs> I just, when I hear, like, Elvis was in the military, they just put him up in some I really think, nice tent somewhere. I think he was somewhere. treated really well. Yeah. I don't think, I think Elvis Presley was a gem. That's no, like Prince. Prince uh, Harry in the English military. Yeah, I mean, I don't you, think that English military. Yeah, I think he was like. A, yeah, he's actually he served a couple of tours for that. That guy gets some street cred for sure. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's it. What about what Elvis get any street cred or? Uh, not for it's war. A little I mean, bit. I mean, probably drugs. He, he served. Took. He served. I mean, he was. He, listen, he's the greatest musician in my mind of all yeah. time. I mean, he's, he's the, the goat. He's the king. He's, he's the, the goat. goat. You can't beat him. You can't. There's a lot of good singers. I mean, the there are. There year. are. I mean, and there's people that are probably, but Elvis is the one, man. It's good. Hey, that's Elvis. that's what's the best part about having your opinion. You yeah. can go. You can fight, battle it with it to the death yeah, against he, somebody else. I mean, he's the all-around American. He's musician. a hound dog. Yeah, he's a hound dog. Nothing but a hound dog. Uh, what's what's your favorite? Uh, that's a solid goddamn answer, yeah. Elvis. What's your favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah, Thundercats. Very, that's a. That was, was like the favorite. Saturday morning. Uh, it's either that or or even even the Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles was solid. Oh, they were solid. Yeah. Uh, I had there's four. I had three brothers and me. So there's four of us. And we always played Ninja Turtles. Who are you? I was Leonardo. I was swords. A, I was a leader. Let's go, Leo. Was, is the yeah, he is. Swords. Leo. He's a leader. 
Any love for He-Man? And their... He-Man was awesome. Grayskull, He-Man. Do you think they were kind of giving you an overly sexualized type uh, character God. for little boys to be idolizing? I mean, hey, it's all no, good. No, the, be- the best it, sexual but... character on Earth is, I mean, to this day, Jessica Rabbit. She, oh. Uh, from uh, Roger Rabbit. So, oh, God. Oh, my she God. She was. What about? I she like, was smoking on it. That was. Man, all there's the the cosplays, all the, like yeah, people playing yeah. dress up and whatnot. I thought it's kind of uh, kind of getting the furry visit, but a uh, Lola Rabbit from Space Jam. Mm. Oh yeah, rabbit. I do remember that. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of hot yeah, for, for a hot. rabbit. Yeah, she you was. Know? Yeah, great at basketball. Yeah, great shot. Uh, oh, speaking of basketball, Jordan or LeBron or LeBron? Jordan. 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 All day. I haven't seen LeBron's last dance. Yeah, he's still dancing though. Yeah, he's. He, he's so, I mean, he's so fucking. He's good. amazing. He's amazing, but he's he's not Jordan. He's not. He's not Jordan. Not until he I, plays like, baseball I or... I, I mean, there, listen, there probably is a LeBron shoe out there. I, I'm almost 100% positive, right? Maybe. But I've never seen it. I don't, I don't want it. I don't even care. Why would you waste money on no. that? You get a Jordan Jordan. Jordan. It's Jordan. Jordan <clears throat> everything. Jordan, just, he, he's so big because he came in at a time where he made cleats, or not cleats, sneakers, the thing. Like He, he yeah. transcended uh, the sneakers and ba- took basketball worldwide. Yeah, like, I mean, that whole, that whole era. I, 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 honestly... Wild. I can't even. I wouldn't even put LeBron on like Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Dennis Rodman. Really? I mean, just Magic Johnson. They were saltier back in the day. I mean, there's just there's something about that early '90s, late '80s freaking era of, of basketball that's gritty. Yeah, I just remember the. It's the characters. I remember them. I, I couldn't. I couldn't name ten. I couldn't name ten basketball players right now. Really? Honestly, falling off the falling off the wagon. Yeah, I'm just not a basketball guy. But oh, it's it's good. The, the Kings will treat you good for a half, and then the second half they'll blow away. I mean, they, I'm, they I've been excited. I've I've always felt like I'm a Kings fan, but because I I'm up here, I live here. Mm-hmm. But man, those Golden State Warriors. They were solid for a while. They were solid. Man. They'll be back though. They're they were fun. It was fun to be like, wow, that's that's something that's local and kind of neat. They were. I remember watching them. I. Always a Kings fan, but the Warriors, I was big on them when they still had uh, Monte Ellis and Don Nelson, or when Baron Davis dunked over Andre Karolinko. Yeah, yeah, that was that. the most savage Oakland-type thing I liked, I've ever seen. I think I like Steph Curry more because uh, of how he is as a family man with his daughter yeah, and his wife. very much than, so. Than I do about him on the court. I just I just love that he's a solid dude. Mm-hmm. It, does, it does make you, it's like, yes, I love cheering for this guy because he's mm-hmm. not a douchebag in yeah, real life. Yeah. And some guys are... That's why I don't get why some people just let the fame or whatever get to their head and they're just douchebags right. in real life. Like, come on now, if, if these guys can do it, why? Well, why that, and that's why my favorite athlete on this earth right now is Mike Trout. Mike Trout? I mean, he, what a humble, God. amazing billionaire athlete. Yeah. What uh, I haven't, I haven't heard anything bad about him. I, I don't the think field. there is anything bad about him. He's a, just a good just dude. A good, good young man. Is humble. He, is he as nice as JJ Watt though? I don't know. JJ is JJ is a nice man. Solid human yeah. being. Yeah, he is. Solid. I don't think um, philanthropy philanthropy wise. Philanthropy. Just, yeah, philanthropy. Yeah, philanthropy with miserable word. Yeah, I don't think uh, Trout's got his game up there yet, but he's still a young dude. I mean, he will. He's, what? He's like 27, 28. He's super young. Super young. Super young in L. No, Angels. Yeah, of course. Well, and then, you know what? I, I don't. I think. Look, if Trout went to the Dodgers or the Giants. I would wear his jersey. Yeah? Just he's that good of a I, I honestly think we're watching history when you're talking about Mike Trout. He's got as long as he stays healthy, man, that guy's Will he get a ring though? Or is oh. he gonna be like a damn marine? If he stays in Anaheim, Angels I don't need know. to get pitching. 
if we could get some pitching, we have the best hitters in the league. Mm-hmm. But we have no pitching. Pujols isn't still around, is he? Pujols is still He's around. He's still around? He's like 80? Wow. Yeah, and the Otani guy was supposed to be our hit, our pitcher, of, but he, he hurt himself. I heard he's going back to pitching, hopefully. Ugh. But he's an amazing hitter just by that. Um, Cahoon, Calhoun, we lost him. He was an amazing hitter. But I think we have bats. We just don't have any defense. You need the arms to throw. You know those arms. That, that's that goddamn defense part. But you know what, though? Arms are, are – hitting has gotten to such a level – that pitchers are irrelevant. They're like two years, three years max. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and think that, so? Because everyone got some down. These batting coaches, um, it's wild. They get all the, and they get their number, and it's over. These guys can hit like they 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 can hit 80, 90, 100 mile an hour balls like no problem now. They've got the timing down. I think batting is is that's why batting is such so nuts right now because mm-hmm. they and and a human being. Can't really throw any faster than they've already thrown. There's nothing. There's no room for improvement for throwing. Chapman's the hardest I've ever seen. Raldi's yeah. Chapman is the hardest yeah. I've ever seen throw a baseball. But just to to figure them out, to figure out the pitcher, it, it shows how good these guys are. Well, and they can study tapes, and they can study, yeah. they can and they can get these machines to throw those pitches over and over and over at a certain speed. Over and so in these batting boxes, these batting coaches, and they get to see it over and over. So it's not like. Um, it's not like you, you don't know what you're going against anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with I think that's the problem with baseball is these hitters have them have it all down. And you get some assholes beating their their trash cans and you know what yeah. pitch is coming. And if you know what pitch is coming, how easy is it to hit? That but if something's humming at like a hundred and two or you say you say ninety five, some ungodly speed, you gotta but, almost but predetermined to swing. And that's what I'm saying. They they're that's what I'm saying. They have them down. They they have I mean they're I'm your huckleberry. I think any good pitcher maybe has five change-ups, five different like little things, little his, pitches, uh, little pitches in his yeah. bag. That, but if you know all five, you know. Well, it's they do so much. I want to say like studying. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, it's this inning. He likes throwing this to mm-hmm. this guy. He threw this to me past Dude, couple there, times. There's algorithms that can beat these guys. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's it's Moneyball. It's Moneyball. I haven't seen that yet. Dude, I hate great... I hate Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Jonah. I'm a big Brad Pitt guy. No on Jonah Hill. Jo- Jonah Hill on this one's a very tame character. Dude, so still, it's his face. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything he can do. I don't know. Wolf cut of it Wall off. Street, man. Wolf of- <laughs> said, that was the best was Jonah Hill movie I've ever seen in my life. He's just lucky he had Leo. There. I'm a big Leo guy. Oh, uh, big Leo's, Leo. Leo's the man. And uh, he's on my my the last podcast I did uh, with my buddies. It was all movies, and we had like our Mount Rushmore of actors at Leo. I love uh, Tom Hardy. Bane, mm-hmm. Christian Bale, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. guy, and then uh, Johnny Depp could be a douchebag off off the. I think screen, I think those are all solid. I don't know if I put Hardy. He's not a traditional guy. He, yeah. I, he's just a favorite. Whenever I see him on screen, listen, it's like holy. I mean, a lot, people, bringing it. a lot of people are gonna talk about me after this comment. Please, but, but Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is gold, solid. man. He really He's is. gold. Everything that guy touches is gold. He hasn't aged. Far and away, freaking Last Samurai. Last Samurai, freaking born so on the Fourth of July. I mean, Top Gun. You, you the can, uh, Impossible Mission Impossible yeah, is actually getting better. They're getting better and better. I mean, that guy is the man. I'll get Last Samurai. People sleep on. I I love that movie. Oh it my is gosh, so, goes out like a champ. Like, I want to. I want to. I want to low-key die like that, man. You need a sword out. Or I, need a, I need a sword. Something. A oh, horse <laughs> outside or something. Nice bayonet. <laughs> like the hor- little, little Can everyone the samurai suit? It's like... <laughs> Dude, and then that's the cool thing about the Japanese language. Like, you can say anything in badass. anger, and it sounds badass. You're like, Toyota! Didn't know you? Oh, my God. 
Mitsubishi! It's you a know, low, like, guttural voice, but they could be like, saying, you look beautiful today. Yeah, they could, anything they want. It's just a violent, manly, just machismo freaking <laughs> language, man. When, uh, this isn't a question I wrote down here, but I've seen a video of a guy using flames to cut hair. When is Primo's going to start using uh, fire? I think that's a, a dirty south thing. It's, like, not, it's not us. It looks dangerous. That's like some Cajun <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> it's like, I know, yeah. you have patches all over, uh, you're done. I don't think we could do it. No third degree burns. No, no. it's okay. I, well, the good thing too about barbering is, is it's always a human thing. You can't teach a robot texture, curls, cowlicks. I mean, that's the cool thing about our industry. Is like I feel like we're always going to be relevant. Every canvas gonna be is the, different. It's going to be the barber. Yeah, because yeah. because everyone's hair is different. Everyone's. You see people with like three or four cowlicks oh or my just God. some weird I, shape. I mean, these mutants. I mean, it's crazy. Like today, I cut a guy's hair. I'm like, Jesus. Like, I don't even know if it, I did a good job. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like a really confident barber now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I'm like, I've never dealt with a guy with a shape head like this, with a light skin like this, with a hair texture like this, with the hair texture not being what I thought it was going to be. It was just a mind boggling. But I'm like, wow. Like, I got to see. See something new. Today. Was it? Was he happy with it? Yeah, he was happy with yeah, it. Right. He was like, it's cool. Very good. It's just so, like lumps all over. It's yeah, but I was weird. Just, I'm just like, oh, like I was just guessing, but I'm like, yep, this is why. It's like a small reminder of why I'm always gonna be relevant. I get it's. I'd say that's a cool challenge because I never really think about. Oh, you go into a barber shop, they just do what they do, but you don't think about the the planning of. Okay, yeah. okay, the head's like this. This is weird. I would it? say it takes three times to know your client, and that's okay. why I think people are so loyal to their barbers mm -hmm. is because. After their barber gets their hair down, if they go anywhere else, it's not the same cut that they're used to. Yeah. And because that person is guessing, he doesn't know where your swirls is. He don't doesn't know if you have a mole right here. He doesn't. So there's all kinds of like, like I've even start started people I've never cut before. I'm starting to slow down on their hair initially because I don't know. Like I, I've hit people's moles and then they start bleeding. I'm like, you know, like, I feel like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it's like, dude, why did you tell me you had a big, like, fucking three inch? Little your twin brother that <laughs> yeah. never made it out and stuck on your head. Yeah, come on, that's, bro. Um, you think you give me a heads up on that one? That's but that, it makes it it makes it fun. Yeah, it keeps does. it coming back. Keeps it coming back. Um, you cut your own hair? No, what do you no, got no. One of my my, uh, my barber Jessica. She's she does a great job. She knows your head. Yeah, the she's, noggin. She's the one. Mm -hmm. She's the one. If, and when I normally when I when I tell people like oh like if you're not gonna be there who should I go. Jessica. Jessica's a solid barber. Good to go and to. She came from uh, Supercuts. No one really wanted to give her a chance. You know what I mean? Like Supercuts, I've heard. It, it's I mean, not... she, and, and and when she got to us, when she first got to us, she there was definitely some help needed. Mm -hmm. But man, she, I've never seen someone so interested and so passionate about their education and figuring it out. She's amazing. Like the one of the best decisions I've ever made was hiring her, and that was against the the barbers that were here for a long time. They're not here anymore, but they were like, nah, you know, like don't don't don't. I'm like. Uh, dude, just give, we gotta give her a chance. Like, she's you know she asked a barber owner before me before I owned this place it was owned by a different guy, and she, he wouldn't give her a chance. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give her a chance. And she's about it. She's about it. That's she's the good. one. She's the one. Uh, I don't. I have my barber you know, I, to find one that you trust. That takes some time. And then when you find one you trust, I find if my barber has tattoos. I'm at ease. You know yeah. what? So I'm just I'm happy yeah. that you got. Is it you got your sleeve? Full sleeve. Anything my else? Chest, my you know, I'm just I'm, everywhere. I'm tatted, yeah. You're good to go. I'm gonna run for mayor. Yeah, I'm gonna run for mayor in 2022. You're here. You're here to hear first. Let's go. Are you gonna get like a 2020 on the neck? No. Or something so, like that? so here's the thing. The only reason I don't have neck or hand tattoos is because I'm, I, you know, I had in my mind I've always wanted to run for mayor, but now especially because I feel like this mayor dropped the ball on this whole COVID-19 thing and 
and try to like sell my shop out to 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 dry. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like now there's a uh, that stubbornness that hit me like oh okay you don't want to lead fine I'm gonna sh I'm gonna I'm gonna try to lead. You know what I mean? Just asshole one, 2020. Yeah, let's that's go. it. That's what it's, it's going to be a slogan. Well, it's it, the people say a Vacaville have seen what you're about, what your quality is. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to stay open. And you saw the support. Right. You saw the backing. So, Well, and I think, too, like, you know, like, I'm a big believer in short terms. Not short terms as far as the, the amount of time. I'm talking about, like, if you're a career politician that you're worried about, like, if the reason why Ron Rowlett didn't hold his ground or, or stand up for small businesses or even his own community was because Ron Rowlett's worried about his next election. I, I don't want, my, my platform is going to be like, hey, listen, I do want to run for mayor and I want to be a leader and I want to be a leader that's, that's not worried about my next election. I want to be able to stand up and say, nope, governor, what you're doing is unconstitutional. I'm not, my city is not going to do that, right? And not fear the repercussions because I'm elected, right? Mm -hmm. And if I don't need to be elected again or if I'm not trying to be elected again, then I can make some ballsy moves. Well, you're, you're being, it would, uh, you're saying like being present-minded. You're here right, right now, not worried. So okay, the these, next election, I have to pull these, this weird shit. All these politicians that are lifetime politicians, they're all, they have no balls anymore because they don't, they're, they're selling, they're selling out their constituents for their next election. So, and that's why you have a guy like Joe Biden, who's been in government for the last 55 years. Why do they gotta look so f creepy too? Like it's yeah. they they match. You, you talk about judge a book by their cover. You, they look like they'd be pulling this. Sh that they are pulling. I think every term should be two terms max. And if you want to run for something else, then go run for something else. But you don't get to run that. You don't get to hold that seat in Congress for 48 years. You don't get to hold that seat in Senate for you know 55 years. You don't get to hold on. I mean, two terms max. They'll die out eventually. Yeah. They can't. There can't be too many and more 70, 80, younger, 90s rules. Younger, I mean, what's wrong with 40 and 50 year olds running our country? You know, like they still got lead in their pencil. John, oh, damn it. John Kennedy, young guy, young guy, great, mm -hmm. great leader. You know, like we just need young, young, younger people. It's it's hard to, for younger people to identify with these old assholes that don't right. give two shit about them. Right. Like, right. How are they supposed to? I believe in this. Right. And old I, like, white guy. I don't think they have the gumption. I don't think they're relevant. To society after you get mm -hmm. after you hit 60 65 I mean, what are you really i mean you're not in tune with with you're not hip unless you're in a music it, it, video really try but it doesn't seem like it'd yeah. be authentic though I, I guess betty white's betty white betty should white, be president yeah she should be president she transcends all <laughs> yeah. ages and she'll <laughs> she, never die yeah, which is perfect. never gonna die i think she drinks from formaldehyde she's she funny she's funny she's witty she's <laughs> i never she, got into golden girls though but she's like that man really she don't she's Man, why can't we have an old leader like that? We need an old, sassy black lady as president yeah, yeah. that's just Bam. ready to make you feel great when you do well, that will scold you when you're fing up. Not gonna. Yep. That's yeah. some good old fashioned. Good old I mean, fashioned good common old fashioned. sense. What's that? Yeah. Um, we already talked about your favorite RR place in the military. Okay, uh, who wins in a fist fight between Biden and Trump? Because usually during these questions, I'll just pin up. It's called one-on-one -on -one naked combat. So there's say, no weapons. It's I say just, Trump. You're ready to. He's got, he's got that angriness to him. I mean, Trump's a bigger dude. His weight's there. He's four years younger, so he's got that. Biden, Biden's just Biden's one hand injury away from dementia, man. Like that guy. That guy's lost in the sauce, man. And and he's not even injured. Is he? Uh, does he go down to the first round? Yeah. First oh, yeah. round knock TKO. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Plus, plus <laughs> you're talking about a guy. You're talking about a guy who's not. Ten, Trump is a tenacious man. He's. You can't have. 
you can't have all the businesses and all the experiences he has and all the things without being tenacious. You know what I mean? Or bold. Or bold. He's a wild man. Bi- this guy. Biden. Uh, Biden just goes with the flow. He's he's always on else someone else's shirt tails. He's just. It seems like a creepy guy. Every yeah. politician just cre- kind of yeah. creeps me out. I bet you Biden's never been punched in the face one time in his life. There's one quote that see my cousin's ex-husband told me that I'll never forget, and I. I'm a little remiss because it hasn't happened to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he says, if you've never been punched in the face, you've never stood for something. I, I agree. I'm like, fuck. I've never, like, I stand for things, but I've never, I guess, put myself in the spot Wait, where I've been so, socked. So when you're in the CHP Academy, there's a day in the Academy where you box. And they, yeah. so what they do is they line everyone up. They try to line you up by size and weight, right? And then the only thing that'll mitigate the size and weight is if you have experience. Mm-hmm. So if you have, if you boxed in high school, okay, now we're not gonna just put you with someone your size and weight because you'll beat their ass, right? Right. But we'll put you with another experienced boxer. But outside of that, so they, they basically try to team you up with a guy that, look, you're good, you're good. that looks like you, right? Or, you know, basic build or whatever. And you, you could always, always tell who's been in a fight before and who hasn't. What, is it just the way they approach it? No, or it's just... the first time they get hit. It's the first, out. the first hit, and then they start running. And I, I'm talking about like I've seen some big men, big dudes that I, for never in a million years would I thought would. And they go in there, they're like ready to go, they're ready to go, they're ready. They want to hurt you, the the guy, the guy, and the, you know it's 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 a little you know it's intimidating because you got everyone around you watching and all the instructors, and and you go, and that's what we do all day long, right? And so you see guys in there, and they. Boom, they get hit one time, and they look like these great guys are in shape when they run. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing pull-ups. They're doing push- but they've never been hit ever. Maybe because they were bullies. Maybe because they just lived in a great neighborhood. But they'd never been hit in the face. And and when they get hit in the face, even with a big boxing glove, it changes. The, they're, they're, the fight either is in them or it's gone. And, and I would say most times, the very first time you get hit in the face, it's not in you. Because it's an... It's an it's um, it's the experience that that just do it that'll make or break you. Do you think it will show you who you are? You either a coward or somebody that can take a punch. I mean, no, because I, I think you can, coward, I think you but, can learn. I think you yeah. can, I think you can train and learn past it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can also be the next time you'll know what it is, so you you can change your response. I'm not saying that if you've been hit in the face and you run that first time that you're always going to be a runner. That's not, I don't think that's necessarily true, but, but you can always tell. And, and so I think it's a great thing for police officers to, to go through that academy and get punched in the face. Get smacked. Yeah. Cause it's like, wow. And then you can tell the guys that have, have been hit in the face multiple, multiple times. They just sit there and they just go there. It's like a cool slug fest. Yeah. How'd you do in your, in your Dude, uh, boxing match? I'll, I'll tell you what they, they showed mine at the, um, at the end of like the end dinner. Yeah. Because our, oh. our boxing match was so awesome. Right? So it was this kid named Greer. And Greer was this stocky, really strong army cat. And I was like, you know, I was somewhat stocky, but um You gotta represent the Marines. Right, I was a Marine. So we were just bam going back and forth. Back I mean it was hit, 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 hit. And we were not like running, we weren't trying to soften the blows. You had people who were like, hey dude, like when we go and fight, like just you know, like let's have, don't use your full strength. When we went, before we went, we we're both like and we were one of the last fights, we we're like, hey, we're just gonna do it, right? I'm gonna we're gonna fuck we're gonna hurt each other. You know, we're just gonna do it. And so for me, the only thing I had really on Greer was my reach. My reach was, you know, 
But I would say he was stronger than me and stockier mm-hmm. than me. But I had a better reach on him. And I feel like if we would wrestle, he would have f***ed me up. But but because oh, he was yeah. a wrestler. But I, I, I had fought before in my life. And, I you know, I took some boxing classes. So I, I had a, uh, a general idea of what I was doing. And so my punches were a little bit better than his punches. Well, every time he would punch, I would just duck my head. And so he was hit, every just, single punch was hit me right on the top of the head. But he wouldn't duck. And so every punch I threw hit him in his nose. So it was like, psh, psh, like blood. Psh, just splattered. Psh. And so we had these white shirts that we were wearing, and they were like pink when we were both done. <laughs> and none of the blood was mine. But to Greer's credit, he wasn't like backing down. He was he was just taking he them. He took it. He just took them. But so I kind of looked like a badass. Like I just made this guy leak all over the place. <laughs> but... I'll tell you the next day when I put on my cover or anything for like two or three days, I was like, oh, like my, oh, like everywhere where he punched me, I was like, oh. Did you see that UFC fight? It was the, the women's, it was the Chinese oh chick. Oh my right? And then that girl's face. She looked like so, an alien. That was the, probably the, that best, the best fight I've ever seen. That was the best UFC fight I've ever seen. That, I, I don't, went so those hard. women were hard. They're and hard. you know what? That little, that Hungarian girl or wherever she was, Turkey, I don't know what, where Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. she was bad, dude. They were. Like, I honestly think she should have won. I'm it, not sure. The, but did she look like she won? Absolutely no, not. She it looked just, like a, a f- monster. I would have been happy if they called one or the other. I'm like, that was such a good fight. They both, I wouldn't say don't cut the belt in half, but they both deserve kudos for how yeah. hard they went. Hard I just guys. think that the, the, the Asian girl definitely has some punches in her. Mm-hmm. And she was she was very calculated fighter. But that 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 uh, Slovakian girl, whatever she was, she had a, a kick response for everything, man. Mm-hmm. That girl would, she, just when I thought she would get knocked out, she, boom, she would kick you right back. Again. Some people can just, they, it's not they, they know can it. take a punch, but it's some people can just take a punch better than others. And yeah. maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's yeah. just, you can't learn to just get socked or whatever Mike Tyson right. said. Uh, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Right, right. Who knows your I think that ringing. I've been in plenty of fights. Um, I've lost plenty of fights. I've won plenty of fights. I think it's, I think if you win every single fight you've been in, you're a bully, because you're mm-hmm. only picking on you're only picking fights with people that you know you're going to beat up because of whatever reason, right? So the the guys that the guys that I res, I low key like um, give a higher evaluation of because I have a plan to kick everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just in me. It's the marine in me. It's a cop in me. It's it's you know what I mean. You're like Batman. Yeah, like I have a plan. Have like every person I meet, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna punch that guy in the throat because <laughs> if I don't <laughs> if I don't hit him quick and hard in the throat, he's gonna beat me up. You yeah. Know? Like I just have this thing, right? So I think that um, I think though that some of the best the best fights are the ones that are are more even. You mm-hmm. know? Like when you can walk away and be buddies because you res- there's respect on the table. That was a good fight. Yeah. You know what I mean. And the ones where where it's not like, and, and you know, the most of the fights I got in high school um, were because I couldn't stand people being bullied, and I and I, they weren't even involved. I wasn't even involved. I just I just butted in. I couldn't stop. You know, I couldn't. Did you got a. I went to back in high and I went to wood. Okay. So, like I said, all the, most of the fights I got in were because I just wasn't gonna stand there and watch some bigger guy bully a little guy, or some whatever group of people bully. One person, you know, like I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't tolerate it. Too many people standing around. Yeah, you're just, liking. So I always got involved, and that's how. That's if, if I got in fights, it's mostly for that reason. But um, you know, and then the Marine Corps, I got in fights just because Marines, Marines, Marine, Marines, <laughs> Marines yeah. being Marines. So when, on that day, I, so I know what a punch is gonna feel like, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna. I feel like you, 
there's no rules in fighting. You're gonna, you gotta win. Let's go. And I think Trump's understands that. Like, Trump oh, that's is, what we were talking Trump about. Doesn't <laughs> care, Trump doesn't care if he loses ten businesses because you know what? He's got three hundred that he won't yeah. lose. So he's willing to take the risk, and I don't think Biden understands that. So he's got blood. Uh, Trump has blood to spare. I right, guess. right. I, I think uh, Trump wins in that fight. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last question. Uh, what's the most satisfying, mo- the most satisfying noise in sports? Like crack of a bat, uh, the ball, golf ball going into the cup, swish of a three-pointer, maybe on a metal, on a chain-linked uh, net. That you know what? I would. Th- I, I like the way that golfing sounds. Uh, like you, the, yeah, the, the, the drive the, the drive and the hit oh, oh I love it shit, I even like good. hearing the little you know, oh what of the, it bounces off the ball the... yeah it bounces on the green or whatever I like that and that's I, nice. in the sandbar I think golf is just a really has really nice sounds it does like crack open the beer yeah, yeah that's my favorite everyone's sound chilling golf. everyone and you know like everyone's quiet for, for a second you know like I think uh, golf is just a really respectful respectful game it's respectful but it needs to change a little bit i'd say to draw more of an audience yeah i went with my buddies we had music on we're just drinking beers smoking on the courses what just having a good not being obnoxious to people around you don't be obnoxious don't be a fuck face but have fun and don't people care way too much about it don't care about your you're gonna have more often than not your shots are gonna suck but those few that right down the middle and just a nice little pop 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 tiger woods that definitely brought golf to a um, mainstream um, a lot of good-looking golf women out there. There are. No, he's <laughs> Tons of no, Tiger. He did it right, but man, when I look at his mugshot, that should give everybody hope uh, for the future because that guy will win another Masters champion. He did it. I never thought. Okay, Tiger's mugshot, rock bottom. I've never just that glazed look in his eyes. Just that back injury and him being on doped up, and that guy was at the rock bottom. That and he came back and won a Masters. Yeah. yeah. And you can come back. You can do whatever you want. Who's to mm-hmm. say you can't? Rock bottom's not a good rebound off the I off mean, the ropes. And that's and that's kind of amazing because like those those people who are like addicted to narcos and oxycontins. They opioid epidemic. Those guys. Dude. Those guys. That's that's something hard to come back from. That's why I don't get why football players aren't allowed to smoke. No, you're gonna take opioids. Right. Get right. F- it out of your mind instead of smoking. Did to they change? Did brain. they change that recently? I hope so. I think they I heard better. that they changed that. I goddamn, I hope well, so. Well, I think I heard that they're not going to be testing anymore for cannabis. They shouldn't because yeah. Percy Harvin, like ex-Viking, dad said like, he was high every game because he had migraines or uh, whatever. Dude, my my favorite high story in sports. Well, we can end on this one. Is yeah. that no no from uh, the pitcher? The, yeah, he's high on the LSD. High on LSD. <laughs> dude, I watched that full documentary. I was like, Jesus, like. Who cares how ugly that no-no was? Isn't it was the a no-no. Wildest thing you've ever. Can you imagine cutting hair on LSD? Oh Just trying to get gosh. all the serpents and killing all Dude, of them. That's when we'd start the flames. Those guys have to be. <laughs> yeah. It's like I gotta kill this. <laughs> we always thought we always joke around because we're like we offer everyone beers and stuff. Yeah. Like, man, have like three or four. I don't care because the more you drink, the better my haircut's gonna look to you. Absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's I can really jack you up, man. That's a blur. Ah, I looks blurry. It yeah, sure does. Can't just shake that. Yeah, your yeah. your haircut looks great. Yeah. No, come come was, and get faded. This was salt faded. Get a fade while faded. Get faded while you're getting faded. God damn it, sir! Thank you very much All for right, coming it was on. Really nice talking to you. Absolutely. Two hours later. Yeah, we'll do it again. Go. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, on the campaign trail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that'll be a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks, right, Juan. Man. You lose. Good day, sir.